This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Although, at the moment, uh, your calls will be placed on hold because we've got a special guest, which we don't really do guests too often on Free Talk Live. It's unusual. Yeah, it is a caller-oriented program. But every now and then, there's the opportunity to talk to somebody uh, interesting, something unusual that uh, we would like to share with you. And it was uh, one of our listeners who contacted, I think, me through the forum, the BBS over at bbs.freetalklive.com, and gave me a heads up that he's been listening to uh, a different program, the Majority Report, which you can hear over at majority.fm, hosted by Sam Cedar. And uh, Sam, I'd never had a chance to meet him, even though, Mark, you and I have been going to talk radio conventions for a few years. Maybe he's been there and we just haven't crossed paths. There's a few hundred people um, there. But yeah, he's formerly of, uh, I believe, Air America and other talk radio gigs. He's now doing his own online uh, podcast and he does uh, video on YouTube as well. So in fact, uh, according to his website... He was the one who won the 2011 Podcast Award for News and Politics. So basically, uh, it's Sam Cedar who took the News and Politics Award away from five years of uh, Free Talk Live winning it. So. Yeah, he didn't do a very good job of promoting this year, and I would have liked to have seen what would happen if we'd have gone head-to-head. You mean but we didn't do a good we job? We didn't. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, free Talk Live, we, right. you and I are Free Talk Live, and we didn't do a very good job of promoting it. And um, I, don't know, I don't know whether Sam uh, campaigned or not either. Is he on? He is well, about to on, be on. God's I'm going to bring him talk. on here. Hey, Sam, good evening, sir. Yeah, I saw that you guys were not uh, were not being aggressive, so I, I took the opportunity to uh, to sneak in there this Excellent. year. Excellent. Uh, I'm not going to propose that we would have beaten you. Who knows? Yeah, well, it's nice. <laughs> if you want an arm wrestling match, you can have it later with I, Ian. I, I think it's cool because, you know, clearly we're kind of on we're kind of on par, you know, I mean, as far as uh, at least that's the way I see it, as far as the, the, the shows that we both have here, Free Talk Live and uh, Majority Report. So it's interesting having this. You don't know the man's numbers. He could be blowing us, out of, well be blowing us out of the water. He may very well be blowing us out of the water. We certainly don't have a YouTube channel. Be that you guys are blowing me out of the water. Yeah, well, so. neither one of us wants to show our hands here. It's, so. it's hard to right. it's hard to compare the metrics though. Like you know, so you've got a YouTube channel, you know exactly how many subscribers you have. We don't have that, so we can't even compete there. Right. Um, but uh, we've got you know 100 plus radio stations, and uh, unfortunately, Air America went off the air. And I don't know if there's anything. Indeed, that's... no. I imagine that uh, your audience is uh, quite a bit larger than mine. Just depends. I mean, it would depends on where you who knows where you would look but at it. We've got forty five minutes with Sam, and we're not going to talk that, uh, Yahoo. Or My pleasure. Yahoo. What is it? Yahoo. YouTube. Blowing smoke. Uh, I don't know. I don't really feel like I'm blowing smoke. I, you know, I appreciate uh, that you you've taken the time out to uh, to be with us tonight because what our listener had suggested. And apparently, our listener is also your listener because he's a crossover between uh, both shows. He said that uh, you had thrown out a challenge on your program at Majority.fm. Uh, and asked for a, a debate with libertarians or anybody who's a libertarian could call into your show. You put them to the front of the line. Do you recall making that challenge? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and fortunately, you know, uh, I had some people call in. Uh, Andrew Schiff, Peter Schiff's brother, called mm-hmm. in, and then I, uh, I went on Peter's uh, radio program. I got a phone call from the libertarian, the head of the Libertarian Party in Florida, I believe it was. Uh, and then uh, a bunch of other uh, libertarians. So it was, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So we haven't been privy to all of that, uh, obviously. I did listen to, the, I think it was, what was the, the video, Mark? That, uh, that I've was, got an open challenge. challenge to libertarians, yeah. and I've got how to debunk a libertarian, let them talk. The, the open challenge uh, to, to libertarians, we did listen to, I know I listened to that one. Maybe I've listened to something else. We've been kind of negotiating, having you come on for months. We've been forgetting emails and going back and forth for a while. So this has kind of been a, a, a ways in the making. 
thing. Um, but, uh, you know, what I wanted to start with was kind of ask you what your impression was of the idea of libertarian, because I... Not impression, I, I told but you, a definition. Yeah, like how would you define it? Because as I told you in, in an email, I don't know if we're the right guys to talk to. I know our listener thinks it would be interesting, and I think it will too, to have this conversation. Uh, but I don't know if we're really libertarians like you're used to talking to. So how would you define it? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I, you know, uh, I, I got a lot of emails in response to it, too, from libertarians, European libertarians, who are complaining about the American libertarians. Uh, and so I guess, you know, uh, when I refer to it, I'm, I'm talking about those in the, the political sphere in this country. Uh, but in the main, uh, it is, uh, I find, at least uh, relative to the libertarians that uh, I've spoken to that call into the program, I do... Um, I do a spot on MSNBC every uh, Monday on Dylan Radigan's program with um, Tim Carney, who uh, is also a, a self-professed libertarian. Uh, and uh, my experience, uh, and, and I don't offer this as a comprehensive definition, again, it's just based on my experience, but um, aside from the areas of civil liberties where a lot of times we agree upon, and there are some things where, where my beliefs uh, intersect with theirs, but uh, this notion of of a uh, of a of a free market, uh, this notion that um, a free market can actually exist without any government interference, uh, the the idea that um, there is something inherently wrong with uh, with government because it is uh, it monopolizes force. Um, these are the issues that uh, you know the libertarians that. Call into my program. I generally have a, you know, I take issue with. So, um, well, those are the I, things that we would generally take uh, t- take issue with the government for the mo- claiming for itself the monopoly privilege and the use of violence in a given landmass. And uh, shoot, what was the other one? Well, my, my concern markets. though, free, mar- uh, free markets, sure. And, and my concern though is, I mean, after you mentioned some of the folks that you've talked to, uh, Peter Schiff's brother, or whoever that was, Andrew, Andrew Schiff, uh, etc. And I heard the, one of the callers to your show over at Majority FM as well. And I, I, my concern is that the term libertarian for me, and the reason I don't use it uh, personally. I, I used to, maybe mm, half a decade ago or something like that. I was certainly involved in the, the Libertarian Party at that time, and so I'm very familiar with with the, that term and what has happened to it. I think uh, a lot of the people involved in the so-called libertarian movement wouldn't understand the principles it was supposed to be based on uh, You know, if it you know, came across their path, because these are people who you know, are, are kind of like, almost like conservatives who have looked try to find a new political home where they can somehow become entrenched in some new political structure and you know get whatever the perks are of that because i feel like there aren't many yeah i there's i feel like there's been a lot of that in the so-called libertarian movement and for me it's disturbing because i mean i i see people like you take neil bortz for instance getting on the radio and talking about war as though that's some sort of libertarian issue, that war is somehow a good thing from a libertarian perspective, and it's, it's just absolute nonsense. So I guess my concern right. is... Right. I mean, there's clearly, there's clearly some elements of uh, the Republican Party and the sort of the movement conservatives who have basically just rebranded themselves right. uh, because there's such a taint on, on movement conservatism amongst uh, people who... Who are not movement conservatives, and uh, so yeah, and you know, I I acknowledge that um, it's very hard uh, to to get someone who is uh, you know. To, so uh, my definition of libertarianism is, is informed by that, uh, because that's really the sort of uh, the the 
uh, largest contingent of people I run into who refer to themselves as libertarians. Right, and unfortunately, you know, the first libertarian you meet is always going to be the most archetype. Uh, yeah, the, the typical impression of what you consider a libertarian to be. Uh, so, you know, I don't like using that term because I feel like it's been tainted. And same way, I think the term anarchist has uh, also been loaded down with all kinds of baggage that has to do with violence and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I wouldn't apply that term to myself either. I, and, and again, using terms, of course, is, is problematic from the get go. But I like the idea of voluntarism, where uh, the basic premise is that humans should be interacting on a consensual basis. I don't think it's okay to uh, to use uh, aggressive force against peaceful people. And if that's something that we can disagree on, then uh, I'd be happy to uh, you know discuss that. Yeah, well, I, I uh, sadly I won't. Uh, I, <laughs> we can't have that disagreement. I don't know how that's going to make for good radio. Uh, but I, yes, I have. Uh, I, I don't. You know, I think where we would have probably a disagreement uh, is that we can have a society where there isn't a monopoly of force in some regard. And you know, I think uh, from my perspective, the question is. Um, how to minimize the uh, exercise of that force and to provide uh, the most amount of benefits for, for each member of society possible. And, you know, my problem with, uh, you know, I guess, you know, we'll put an asterisk next uh, when I say libertarian, you know, based upon uh, what we've talked about beforehand. But my, well, my problem that is, thought, Sam. We'll, let, we'll come back and talk about it. I certainly sure. want to get more into Monopoly and that concept here in a moment. Uh, more with Sam Cedar from Majority.fm, the Majority Report here. 855-453 is our phone number. You can take control of the airwaves as well, of course, coming up. This is Free Talk Live. What has happened to America, and when did it become okay for the government to extort wealth from the American people? As a former law enforcement officer, I have explained in my new book, In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth, how absolute property ownership has been denied to the American people, how and why inflation is fleecing America, how law enforcement officers are being used to suppress and criminalize the beliefs of liberty and freedom. In Plain Sight explains how we can restore what was once a free America. Get your copy of In Plain Sight, The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 855-453-SACL-CAI the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site there for free. So head on over, enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Mention the BBS earlier. It is our forum. You can go there and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. And we post show notes and things like that there. Uh, over at bbs.freetalklive.com. Do you want up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state? You can get them at freedomsphoenix.com. You can go there now and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it. And you can get uh, all your sort of liberty-oriented news at freedomsphoenix.com. That's freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. We've got a special guest on the program here tonight, Sam Cedar from The Majority Report. That's his show, and you can go and find more of him over at majority.fm. And Sam, thanks for joining us tonight. By the way, where, uh, where do you do your show? Uh, I do it out of New York City. Um, oh, wow. I also uh, I'm on a, a weekend show as well uh, called Ring of Fire, which was a show that used to be on Air America, and that's that's proper radio. Uh, and uh, we pre-record that, and then it plays over the weekend or on Thursdays and Fridays, depending on uh, what city it's on. But, is that a pa- uh, is that a panel dis- discussion? 
Uh, it's a uh, it's a combination. Mike Papantonio and uh, Bobby Kennedy Jr. are uh, my co-hosts, and uh, we do uh, we. We talk not much like you uh, you guys do for uh, for an hour, and then uh, we each have interviews uh, that take place over the course of uh, you know the three hour show. Gotcha. So we have we have you on tonight at the uh, suggestion of a mutual listener between our two shows uh, to talk about the idea of libertarianism, which, as we were discussing before, I consider to be a poisoned term and poisoned by conservatives uh, personally. But uh, you want you know you wanted to touch on I think the monopoly of force, or I know I did. Uh, that seems to be an area in which we might disagree. But real quick, I want to see a couple things we might agree on as uh, as well. So you mentioned maybe social issues, uh, war on drugs. What do you think? Right. I think it's uh, a horrible waste of money, and it's done far more damage than good. Googling Santorum, funny or not funny? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe it was was funnier about three or four years ago. Uh, We're behind the times. Hey, we're we're out in the woods in New Hampshire. Would you cut the rednecks a break, Cedar? (laughs) I understand. I grew up in Worcester, so I know how things... how late things can show up in certain areas of the country. We had the, a couple of uh, my co-host and I, Derek Jay, uh, who's a flaming gay co-host here on the program. Uh, we managed to corner uh, Santorum as he was coming here to Keene, New Hampshire, and actually caught him on video asking him if he'd ever Googled himself. It was pretty, for us, it was pretty entertaining. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, if you can get him on video responding to that, that's definitely worth it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about Just War? You think that, you think they exist? Uh... I do think that there are some interventions, yes, that are uh, that are appropriate. They're fairly limited in my mind, um, and I don't know, you know, just I don't know if it is the right word. I mean, for instance, had the um, uh, the intervention, uh, the if you want to call it a war with Libya, uh, been authorized by the Congress, I would have I would have uh been supportive of that and basically because i do think that we need an apparatus or a means in which to intervene when we think uh when we think that civilians are at risk of of mass slaughter and because that's such a subjective determination uh i i support the idea of the un making that determination because i think that we do need a body uh that can make that determination we can never Sure, that's, that's a big uh, difference between us, then, right? So, because like I support each individual making a decision. So, for instance, I'm almost a pacifist, not quite. Like I might defend myself or a loved one if they were being attacked personally, but beyond that, I can't really see any kind of involvement in in conflict or violence. So, if but I decide, I was deeply that, concerned with this Libya situation. Well, we can too. get into that in a moment. If I decide that I don't want to support uh, what's going on in in Libya, either from either side or whatever, I don't want to. I just want to be completely out of it. I don't feel like I should be forced to take my money that I would rather send toward charitable efforts, mm-hmm. for instance, and send it toward killing. And so I guess the question yeah. would be, would you support putting me in a cage if I chose to not send money towards killing? Yeah, I mean, in other words, if you, if you refuse to pay your taxes because yeah. of that? Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, and I would. And, and you know, listen, I, uh, I certainly sympathize with that because I, you know, I, I had the exact same feelings in terms of uh, Iraq and... Um, and uh, both of the Iraq wars, certainly. And uh, I think that, um, you know, look, uh, it's, uh, this is one of the, uh, the things that we give up uh, to live in a functioning society. I mean, I think the idea of, of having a, a society you where— You mean you give up choice? In the, well, you give up, yeah. 
I mean, I think in this but I don't, instance, I don't choose you know, to give that up, right? So I think that society can function fine. Well, no, you do have with, a choice, though. You could, you could, you could uh, renounce your citizenship oh, and go really? where? <laughs> well, I mean, listen. Yes, I guess it's. I mean, this is see. This is where I start to get into uh, uh, the the problem. Is that yes? In uh, there is no place for you on the planet. That's right. Uh, is what you're suggesting, and. I guess that is problematic, but no kidding. Know, they're, <laughs> so they're, the slave. Well, but the problem is this: there are cards that were dealt, and I think Agreed. it's fantastical to imagine that now. Now, perhaps uh, you know, someday there'll be an opportunity for you to build your own spaceship and and to go to another place that doesn't that doesn't have uh, that that doesn't organize themselves this way. But there are limitations. Uh, that humanity has certain limitations, and we have organized into societies uh, in this way. Probably because there was no other way for people to survive. But it's and, kind of like, sure. well, I don't know. That's a speculation, right? Like, that's not a rational well, it's, thought. I mean, it's a specu- the only, speculative The thought. only body of evidence we have is human history and the way that the world is now. Sure. And I have to imagine that if it was possible for the type of society that you're talking about to exist, it would exist. Well, but it doesn't appear may, to be possible. Maybe it's coming. So maybe maybe it's human, yet to come. Maybe human nature well, is maybe. That, I mean, that human nature wants. Maybe it is human nature is that humans want to control other humans, and that's kind of the situation with the uh, throwing Ian in jail for not wanting to pay for one's war. Well, of course, I think it is human nature on some level because certainly we can't function without everybody adhering to a certain set of rules. But what if those rules were simple? Rather than those rules being whatever some body of politicians say they are, what if those rules were that you can't initiate force on on another uh, for any purpose? Or defraud somebody. Well, who gets to decide what the rules are? I mean, you say, what if they were simple? But, but, you know, there's been, uh, there's time and time again, we see that there's many people who will not adhere to that, what you call a simple rule. Sure. They'll believe that my strength, Many of them are in Washington, D.C. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> if you make frankly, a system that they uh, before, can take over, they will, right? Well, actually, right. Well, actually they, a lot of people are taught those simple rules when they're children. They're the very simple yes, but, rules but, that children and adults and anybody can understand. They're universal rules, in fact. You could teach someone that hitting someone else is wrong. And then once, well, once you're well, a certain well, age, well, no, a why should someone with a badge get to hit someone? They're not necessarily universal rules. I mean, we're, we're, how just, are they uh, not? we're, just, talking, we're just talking about how they're not. I mean, the fact is, there's certainly societies, there's certainly been societies in history who have uh, taught that, in fact, uh, there are certainly uh, many uh, circumstances where you should be hitting someone. And uh, so I, I, my point is, is that that notion, I, I, I would love it. I would love it if we could all agree upon what the simple rules are, but your simple rules aren't necessarily somebody else's simple rules. And we, can't, we the, uh, human nature is what it is. That much and is true, so, but I know that one thing's for, for certain. I've never had a chance, nor will I ever be interested in spending my time reading all of their rules. Like the government people in the various different states and the federal government. Four lifetimes. Like, I mean, it would take forever, uh, more than I could possibly spend time this on. Proceeds, to, to this precedes Washington and our federal government. Hold surely, that thought, Sam. We'll bring that. you back here in a moment. Uh, Sam. Sam Cedar is with us from Majority.fm, and uh, maybe you want to sneak a thought in here at 855-450-FREE-TALK. The Seasteading Institute. They want to create freedom on the open seas. Did you know they're having a conference? Meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals and discover where you fit into the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector. It's May 31st to June 2nd at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. Special rates for students and the press. Get a discount with promo code FTL. Get registered at seasteading.freetalklive.com. Seasteading.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE. You may bring up whatever's on your mind. And here with you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. 855-450-FREE. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. Head on over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy them there. But if you enjoy this program and you want to help support the show, you may do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Amp.freetalklive.com is where you can go and get signed up to send in three bucks a month. And that's, you know, again, the whole site's free. If you want to support Free Talk Live, this is a good way to do it because we'll take that three bucks and invest it into the show, getting on more talk radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board as well. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum and podcast and more. Get the details and get on board over at amp.freetalklive.com. Again, amp.freetalklive.com. We've got a special guest on the line here tonight. Sam Cedar is with us from Majority Report, which you can find over at majority.fm. That is his program. He also hosts Ring of Fire on more traditional talk radio outlets across the country on weekends. And uh, Sam, was, was Ring of Fire, is that a uh, both Saturday and Sunday show or just, just Saturdays? Uh, it, it, you know, in different, uh, on different affiliates, it, it plays on different days, but it's just once a week. Gotcha. And uh, can people hear that at Majority.fm, or is that just... Uh, no, that uh, is just, uh, you know, you could stream it through different affiliates across the country. It's on somewhere between 50 and 60 affiliates, gotcha. uh, and uh, so you'd have to go to ringoffireradio.com. Very good, sir. So you've come on the show tonight to discuss libertarianism. This was the challenge that you put out on your program. One of our listeners that also listens to your show uh, gave us a heads up. He said, you guys should have this guy on. Uh, and it's or, been very kind of you to come on. Yeah, or vice versa. No, my yeah. pleasure. Whatever. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and uh, and I think the conversation has been interesting so far. We've certainly you know touched on areas upon which we agree, like say the war on drugs and uh, Rick Santorum and other things like that. <laughs> right, two things. <laughs> but uh, there's, well, I'm sure there's more than that. But uh, we've also focused on some fundamental disagreements, like for instance, the guys on this show here are not in favor of war. I mean, I don't want to speak for you two, but oh, I, think- I might very well uh, agree in the just war. I just want to see it. You've, so you've yet to see an example of that. I, I, I think that you know. I think that there are things, there are elements of the just war and many wars, and a bit of a student of 20th century wars. Uh, you know, if if you're attacked, I suppose you can do something. And if you are going to do something, you might want to coordinate with others in order to do that thing. I think that that you know, when it comes to a, a defensive military, that's probably the single best argument for this entity that's been known up to this point as the state. And JJ, you were formerly in the military, so you may have some perspective on that as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I think war is, is is extremely wasteful, destructive. It's not creative. It doesn't solve problems. It, all it does is is sort of create negative results, which will then create backlash, further hatred, further dis, you know despising of your country by someone else who wants to come over here in a plane and blow themselves up or something right. like that. And you, Sam, you had suggested that uh, the, the the UN should be the decision making body right. when it comes to going to war, and of course. As somebody who uh, doesn't believe in any kind of violent monopoly at all, I think that each individual should be the one who decides uh, whether or not to support some sort of war effort, uh, to choose sides if they wish, or to go join up and join some you know, military and fight if that's what they want. And then folks who don't believe in violence and don't believe in war, like myself— uh, would not be forced to pay for something that they find absolutely anathema to their belief system. And you said, while well, you could understand that, that you still would support putting me, and folks like me, because I'm not the only one, uh, but uh, folks like me who don't want to support killing Quakers into, like me. into a cage. And that's, I think, one of the fundamental points upon which we, uh, we disagree. Because I wouldn't cage you, Sam, if you didn't want to pay for something that I wanted you to pay for. 
Well, no, I appreciate that. And it's not that I want you to pay for a war. It's that uh, as members of society, uh, and uh, like I say, you know, I'm completely open if there's any evidence that a society can function without uh, some form of, of, of government, essentially, or uh, some form of, uh, you know, I guess authorities, you would say, having a monopoly over force. I'm certainly open to it. I just haven't seen I'm any glad. evidence in it uh, sure. in, in, in history. And there's no doubt. And there is, I agree with you. There's no real evidence in history. There's I some mean, evidence. For, some for, evidence. I well, mean, right, there's, there's there, there are tribes in Southeast Asia currently that exist without um, an authoritarian rule. I mean, you could look at uh, But he's talking about society. Well, certainly like, they must have mores. I mean, if you, break, oh, sure. uh, if you break some of the rules within the context of that society, uh, you're excommunicated. I mean, yep. I think, you know, this is simply the way that human beings... Uh, need to organize, and I say that as a declarative statement only because there's absolutely no evidence to the contrary. Fair and enough. I would like yes, to suggest. I, I would, I certainly would endeavor to make sure that our tax dollars uh, don't support um, uh, war. And frankly, if we had, uh, I, I am uh, of the mind that to a certain extent, uh, it is because of the size of our military that we're obligated in some instances to uh, protect. Uh, citizens from imminent slaughter. Now, again, how do you determine imminent slaughter? There, it's such a, a subjective uh, a term. And I defer to the United Nations because I think there's enough competing interests there uh, from around the world that that seems to me to be the only real mechanism we have. I had a terrible time with this Libyan situation, as it sounds like you did, too. I hated yep. the idea that these uh, civilians were being killed in the street by their, um, you know, their Michael Jackson-like lunatic leader. Um, and, it, I mean, for, by all accounts, what was going to happen uh, in, in the western part of Libya was going to be a mass slaughter. It, it, you know, it certainly looked like uh, things like that could go on. Here was the solution I finally came up with, because I was having a terrible time with it. It's the United States immigration policy that caused this in the first place, in that if these people had been free to move from one geographic location to another, and, you know, any other country, but I happen to live in the United States. It's the immigration policies of these states, which have become more restrictive over the last three decades, not less so. There has not been more freedom in the area of uh, human movement and immigration. And if these people could have picked up and moved, they wouldn't have been there for wherever these bullets were going to fly to and these bombs were going to land and that well, kind of thing. Well, I don't know how much evidence there is that people are willing to uh, leave that quickly. I mean, I think there are uh, a lot of Jews uh, in Europe in the, uh, the late 30s and early 40s uh, who certainly had the opportunity to leave Germany. They didn't actually. And did, they got turned yeah. around. Yeah, they, they, they well, did. Well, no, in many instances, certainly. Uh, the United States in many instances, turned around in many a ship full of Jews who died later. And, and, and in many instances, they weren't allowed to leave. I mean, there's no uh, – you, sure. you could have the most liberal immigration policies possible, but if uh, Gaddafi doesn't let them uh, get to the coast and, uh, you know, assemble in boats or decides that he's not going to uh, uh, fire rockets upon those people as they're exiting, uh, you know, that would have been great. Por but, you know, bor we, borders we are long and porous. We, I'm sorry? Borders are long and porous. Well, in some instances, but you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people, and – it's just simply, um, you know, uh, there are, there, unfortunately, and, you know, I, 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 I share this lament, but unfortunately, you know, there, there are certain realities that just can't be uh, uh, dealt with. I mean, in, you know, in certain situations, we see the slaughter of people in Syria. I happen to think that there is nothing that we can do in that situation. And we just have to sit idly by while uh, literally uh, thousands of people are slaughtered. 
And, but if there's awful. a moment where we can do something, I feel that we should. Well, I think that uh, if if we allowed uh, you know organizations to go in there, the Lutherans love to move people around, and uh, that's, they've been doing it for for decades, uh, causing immigration and things like that. If the if the Lutherans could take some old cruise ship in there and load it up full of uh, Syrians, perhaps they'd be able to get out. If they needed to hire some organization, do you like, think Assad would allow that? If they had to hire some organization like Blackwater to protect them, then I guess then that's what they would have to do. I don't know what Assad would do or wouldn't do in those given in a, in a given instance but, but either way, the, that would be they would be free to do let's that. get back to the ultimate I mean, if that's issue a though solution if that's a solution i'm certainly for it but i mean I, you know i think uh, that if you talk to uh foreign policy experts experts on on syria assad would never allow that well the thing yeah. is i don't want one size fits all solutions i don't want mark's solution i don't want sam's solution i don't want the president's solution i don't want the un solution i want different solutions and you know let the best one come forth and and be I tried agree. i, I yeah. Yeah, listen believe me I, and any opportunity if there was any op- opportunity to save those people beyond uh, some type of uh, intervention I, I would I would certainly be for it. And again, so, you know, look, I don't know if they were in imminent danger. I just we need a mechanism to make that determination. I'm glad that you're open to the ideas, at least that uh, maybe something could change about how humans interact in the future. I mean, yes, the past is a violent past, no doubt about it. Uh, but ultimately, I think that it's a, 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 the solution a lofty that has, goal. The solution that has forced funding is likely to be the one that uh, gets the gets the, uh, the the answer. Let's you come know? back with more here. One final segment with uh, Sam Cedar from Majority Report uh, in a moment at eight five five. 450 free, the SACL CAI toll free line, Free Talk Live. I can truthfully say that verbalsurgery.com, best daggum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. Verbalsurgery.com gets inside of my brain, massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some verbalsurgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. Coming up, uh, JJ is going to be telling us about Chicago. Apparently an evacuation is planned, possible evacuation. We'll talk more about what that has to do with a NATO summit and protesters and all that. Coming up, 855-450-FREE, again, uh, for your thoughts about whatever you want. And want to also invite you to the upcoming Porcupine Freedom Festival. Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. It's going to be happening June 18th through the 24th at Rogers Campground in beautiful northern New Hampshire. Uh, well over a thousand likely people, if, if last year is any indicator, uh, will will be together. People who love the ideas of liberty, people who reject the concept that force against peaceful people is okay, that aggression is acceptable under any circumstance. These are the, some of them do. These are the types of people. I would say the majority of people at Porkfest uh, have principles. Mark, uh, certainly it's. There was maybe some unprincipled folks there a few years ago, but I think things have shifted in a very principled direction towards away from the so-called libertarians and closer toward uh, people that really do understand what the ideas of liberty are about. Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. Certainly the organizer of Porkfest understands, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, and you can go and get registered for 35 bucks. 
And then uh, there's a few other things like there's, you know, like a, a cook off, I think, and some other like a T-shirt that you can get registered for. But Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Get over there. Learn more about the event. There's going to be so much going on. Everything from uh, musical acts. I know, JJ, you're busy putting together the musical itinerary for the That's event. Right. And uh, be sure and to show up early in the week. Uh, there, there's going to be some comics. There's definitely some uh, comical activities with uh, Wheels Off Liberty. Great. Uh, roast. Uh, soapbox Idol. But uh, definitely show up early because there's some great things planned earlier in the week. So if you are uh, thinking that you might just want to show up later, well, you're going to miss out. No doubt about it. Porkfest.com to learn more. We're going to get back to our special guest here. He's uh, been uh, able to spend an extra segment with us, thankfully, uh, thanks to the boss, as he put it, uh, Majority.fm. Your wife works with you? Uh, yeah, I literally, that is, yes. She said I had another 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm glad to see somebody else's life runs this way, too. All right. Exactly. So, uh, again, majority.fm, your site, Sam. Folks can go there to uh, get your podcast and link over to <laughs> videos, etc. Speaking of being forced, uh, I guess you will. <laughs> it's a voluntary relationship, it's and true. you must get something out of it superior Yeah, to- once you're in, though, you're in. What are you going to do? <laughs> So we've been talking about a variety of different issues and uh, focusing, I, I think, generally around the concept, one of the concepts we, with which we disagree or upon which we disagree, uh, and that is the idea that people should be forced uh, to do things against their will. I mean, you seem to have uh, at least some I, I, you know, appreciation. It's, I, I, it's, it's not that I feel that people should be forced to do things against their will. I think that there is only one means in which society can function, and that is if there are a, uh, a set of rules and people uh, contribute uh, to the functioning of society. Do you think that's society? a true statement, though? Do you think that there's only one way that a society can function? Do you think that's an actually logically well, true Well, I, I mean, statement? I think in terms of uh, there being a, uh, you know, some type of uh, uh, where everybody has to give up, I think, from your perspective, some measure of freedom, yes. Uh, because, you know, again, show me, show me in history... Uh, the history of the planet where, where that hasn't been the case. Well, I mean, yes, let me show you, you, where, let me show you what the, the history has actually shown us is that governments have been extremely destructive, pollutant, killing Absolutely. more people than any Agreed. other organization in the history Agreed. of man. And you so want more government. So you there's are all... thinking that if, if we just have more government, we could solve the problem of government killing and using resources. No, 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 not necessarily more government. Well, okay, then, I mean, what I, about I, you know, individuals? I believe... Instead I believe of looking that, at collectivism, I, there, there's a well. I, I, I listen. You've just expressed every uh, reason why, if it was possible, uh, what you're talking about would have occurred. There's every incentive in the world to there's create every incentive the type of society that you're talking control. about. Hang, hang on a second here. Function. What I'm, what I'm hearing between the two of you is maybe a, a miscommunication or whatever. Governments don't exist. They're just they're just ideas. There are people that exist, and there are people, men and women, who want to control other people. Those people have existed since the dawn of time. Yes, and- I don't want you to come over and rape my daughter. I'm controlling your you from doing that. But I don't. But I, what I mean by control is people who actively want to control, like to tell you what you, you have to, to do. What, you, well, but why do you get to choose? What I don't want to choose. Control? That's just it. I don't want to choose anything well, well, listen, about anyone else's I, life. But but uh, but if I say I want to come and rape your daughter, surely uh, you you want to control my impulse to do that. No, right. no, no, you, you give want your daughter a handgun. Rules, well, because your you freedom want... ends where somebody else's begins, right? So that's that's understandable. I think we can all agree that humans shouldn't be harming one another. There's no doubt about that. But the problem that comes in is the reasons why there's no well, evidence okay, of well, this. Well, what about... Uh, Sam, so, hang on so one second, what about man. if I want to... 
Just, if I want to use my property in such a way that damages uh, the commons in some fashion. Well, if you're uh, damaging anyone else or anyone else's uh, property, then that's a problem. And I think that... No, the- no, but let me ask you this. You, then you, you don't believe in the ascendancy of property rights. Ascendancy? I just define what that, what that means. Passing well, uh, many libertarians I talk to think that property rights are the most important uh, value that we have in this country. In other words, uh, the Civil Rights Act, because it, it, uh, via the Commerce Clause, it requires people uh, to, uh, if you're a public uh, uh, store or uh, restaurant, you must serve uh, all people regardless of race. There are many libertarians, uh, most who I've spoken to, who will say, uh, that ultimately that's an offense. There should not be, government should not have the power to force, uh, you, you know, because it's an encroachment on uh, an individual's property. Well, uh, I, I would say that now, the government can't do it anyway. Like, they're going to be ineffective. I went to a restaurant well, one time. the government, time. Uh, the Civil Rights Act, in fact, did that. No, it didn't. Uh, because I went to a restaurant, and I'm reasonably certain that I wasn't accepted there because of the way I looked, um, because of my race. And they tossed the plate down in front of me. It went clang clatter. Um, you know, they made me feel really unwelcome, and I didn't go back af- after all. So you can't really make somebody make somebody no, feel welcome. No, but you can in make it. You can force. You can. You can force. A restaurant, I mean, you surely are aware you that to? in 1950, if you're a black man sure. in Alabama, there are restaurants you're not allowed to Brave go into. people sat at Woolworth's counter. There's no doubt about it. And I think that, and I would never have gone to Woolworth's. I would have written Woolworth's a letter letting them know that I wasn't going to do business with no, them. Not, that's not what we're talking about. I think that you do harm if your property is used in a certain way and that I don't think that you would accept. But that's not your business. I don't think you would accept that as harm. See, here's the uh, thing, think- Sam. I want to know who the racists are. I want them to have a policy so I, I can know where not to shop. So I can tell my friends to not well, shop that's, there. That's, that's great. I'm sure that's great for you. But the fact of the matter is, if you're a black individual living in Alabama, the fact that you can't go into certain stores, uh, the fact that you can't go to certain hotels is is not just a question of, oh, great, I get the opportunity to shun this business. No, uh, it, it's actually a real imposition upon your life. Never mind the degra- sure. degradation that it uh, creates. I'm only proposing that people be able to make the rules they want to make, which means that a black business could choose not to serve white people, or a white business could choose not to serve black people. If that's I wouldn't what they patronize wanted to do. any one of those I wouldn't businesses. be interested in it. It doesn't matter about what you patronize or not. It if actually does. Reputation matters. You're, tra- you're a black man traveling Sam, in it, the African American, the uh, in the uh, black baseball it league. Absolutely and you matters. Go to the only Sam. hotel in that town, and you have no place to sleep with your white uh, with, with your teammates. It absolutely uh, matters where I spend so my money. So he's talking about the past. Wait, I think this is important to make a distinction, Sam. We're talking about the present and the way things are today and that people be free to do what they want to do today. You're talking about what things were like several decades ago. And I'm not entirely sure how the world would have meted itself out if uh, if if the government hadn't been able to use uh, its own violence to create things like Jim Crow laws and that kind of well, thing. Well, we know that slavery, hold on, we know that slavery ended uh, in many places around the world without violence. So, you know, the Civil War was not necessary to end slavery in this country, and we didn't have to have the slaughter of hundreds of thousands of people. Wait, in so order simply to, because to slavery uh, in some areas of the world ended on its own, that uh, the Civil War was not necessary? Yeah, again, I don't support yeah. violence. To, I would uh, definitely to, say it wasn't necessary. In I, fact, I, didn't the Civil War actually well, start over do you think people would tariffs still be, and do you think taxes? People would still well, be enslaved I mean, in the United the, States? The, well, Yes, it was economic, but that's because uh, the North was basically saying well, to the you South, you can no longer have the you. free labor of slaves. 
Well, it, yeah, but it's not free labor. Slaves are extraordinarily expensive. Um, they, you, know, you have to clothe them, well, you have to house them. Than, Wait a second, you have to clothe them, house them, and feed them, and employees. they don't work very hard. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, uh, if you're saying that, I, I, I just, I, I don't know what to say uh, um, at this instance. I mean, well, uh, if that's okay, that because we're almost completely out of time workers, at this point, why Sam. Why would people have slaves? Well, people would, people would have slaves because at the time, economically, they were on the, the fence. And it remember, was a bad idea. people beat their employees at that time, too. I mean, they, you had uh, indentured servitude. You had the apprenticeship programs. All these uh-huh. things were essentially so, small forms so of So the people made the choice to have the more expensive slaves as opposed to hiring people. Oh, I'm not people claiming, made some I, bad I'm not choices. claiming that slaves absurd. were more expensive. These are, these are bad ideas, and they're old ideas, and thank goodness we're, we've moved away from them. And I think well, that, thank uh, goodness we had right. an interventionist government that basically said black people would have the right to vote. Not basically. Uh, they they it mandated it. took a while it. to get there, though. We are out of time indeed, for tonight, indeed. Sam. Uh, majority.fm is where you Thanks can go to get up. more of him. And you know the difference between us is I'm not willing to use force to achieve my political and social goals. I, I want to persuade people to change their minds rather than point guns at them and thank you for the uh, the time tonight appreciate it <laughs> 855-450-FREE you can take control next more on the way Our t- hey this is Mandrake and this is Jay and we're getting ready for Porkfest 2012 Porkfest is the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival it's happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. And this year's Porkfest will be the best yet. Why is that, Mantric? Because of all the great speakers that'll be there? Or maybe the family fun events? Perhaps you're excited about Flaming Freedom's Big Gay Dance Party? Actually, I had no idea any of that goes on. You had no idea because you and I spend all our time running the Georgia's famous baklava food stand. And that's why I'm so excited. Every year we get to meet so many great people who stop by for food and jokes, some of which are a little dirty. Yeah, about the dirty jokes, we should try Try not to offend so many people this year. It was one person, and I thought her wooden leg was for the pirate party. Oh, and don't forget all those times you walked away for five minutes only to return two hours later. I kept getting mauled by all my fans. You fell asleep on a picnic table. Oh, right. Hey, you want to wrap this up? Go to porkfest.com and register today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here for you, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, Chicago evacuation plans. JJ's going to tell us more about that. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You can control the content of the site. If you like, you may submit different items you find online. Maybe it's a news article or a blog post or a YouTube video can be fun, serious, whatever you think our listeners would enjoy. You submit it, and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions. The most liked, making it to the front page and the top of the site. So head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. Once again, freetalklive.com. We've got Nick on the line in Illinois on the amp lines. Hey, Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hello. Hey, Nick. Uh, I was listening to your conversation with uh, Sam Seder. Sam Seder from Majority Report. Okay, and um, a, a point that I wanted to bring up to him, but is a good topic of discussion for the show anyway, is um, so he's a fan of the UN. He said he would defer to the UN in a in a number of cases. 
Mm-hmm. Like and deciding on believes, when to go to war, for instance. Yeah. And he also believes that there must be a monopoly on violence. One of the greatest arguments against statism I have ever heard is, is that, uh, well, when you look at uh, supranational organizations like the UN and maybe NATO, there's no monopoly there. They all police each other to some extent. They're all, they all join those organizations voluntarily, at least on the level of the, uh, of the, of the state. And so how can one believe that individuals must be controlled but doesn't address the issue of how groups of groups are controlled? It's interesting. Yeah, because uh, so there, there was this was brought to my attention by an article on either Lou Rockwell or Mises.org, which points out the fact that when you look at these so-called sovereign entities, they're not one person. There are many individuals who are, all, who are all working together, governed by a set of ideas, governed by a set of mores. There is no overarching godlike authority telling uh, the government, for example, the individual branches, the individual members. There's no singular king telling them all what to do. They all still follow some semblance of the rules. They're not necessarily the rules they put down on paper, which I think is actually even a better case against statism, because what really governs them is a culture, is a set of unwritten rules. So if they can exist that way and still exist peacefully, why, why can that only happen at the group level? Why can't it happen all the way down to the individual level? Why does sovereignty have to start at the group level? I think a lot of the uh, individuals who uh, have the status sort of mindset or, or hold dear to that uh, sort of belief system they tend to see groups. They only see the forest. They, they are, for some reason, incapable of seeing the trees. Now, this makes for difficult communication because an individual like myself who believes in voluntary consensual interactions, I usually speak in terms of individuals. And when I try to communicate something, an idea, a philosophy, what have you, I'm speaking of individuals. And then the other person right. comes back with generalizing groups, it's a completely different paradigm. Exactly. It's a completely different conversation. Which is why it's hard to communicate, and that's why that com- that communication was breaking down. Which was clear during the, the interview, in my opinion. Well, the beginning of the... Well, I mean, but the beginning of the interview, and again, we're talking about something that happened in the first hour. If you missed it, you can grab the archive later tonight at freetalklive.com. But at the beginning of the interview, we know we focused on things on which we, we agreed and uh, found out that, you know, we share a lot of values in that one of the fundamental disagreements came out when he was agreeing with us that war was undesirable in his mind. At least that's what he generally believed. He might have made more excuse to go to it than than maybe we would, but uh, but he generally considered it undesirable. And I think he most considered, people generally considered undesirable. He considered that the UN would be the best way to avoid war because it would be a, a bigger decision-making entity and you know the United States wouldn't just be able to go run off and, and go to war if the UN was in charge. And so he saw his paradigm as the solution. Of course, we see our paradigm as the solution. Each individual should be able to decide whether or not to support war. He wants the ultimate controlling, you know, centralized governmental, the, the massive UN to make these decisions. I think it's, it's a completely reverse direction for the same, generally the same goal. I always think it's interesting for Democrats to support the UN when there is no Democratic election of anyone to the UN. I mean, the UN representatives are appointed. And so it does, to, to me, it's just kind of, it's strange. Well, Who are they appointed by? The states. It, 
Well, remember that the, the United Nations is basically a, a democracy of democracies, right? So in their mind, Not even. Uh, appointed, being appointed by the state is kind of like a, sort of a democratic process if right. you they're, consider the states to be individuals. Yeah, it's a quote. democracy of bureaucrats. <laughs> well, they're going to argue that they, you know, they would have voted for the people who would have done the appointing. So therefore, it's still the, the will of the people, etc. You know, Nick, I mentioned to you off the air, and it's worth mentioning on the air, uh, yes. that uh, Sam Cedar had uh, – he's got this open invitation to libertarians. There's a video on his uh, YouTube channel, Mark. You watched it prior to the program tonight. It's an open invitation to libertarians, I believe it was yep. called. And his YouTube channel was Majority Reporters uh, or something. I'm going to take a look here. We'll find uh, that out for you. But uh, if you go to his website, majority.fm, you can probably learn more about how to contact him. He does it looks it. like it's uploaded by Sam Cedar. Yeah, he does uh, his show every single day, apparently, on his website, and he says that uh, people who self-describe as libertarians will be brought to the front of the phone queue. If anybody's on waiting on hold, you will have uh, priority if, uh, if you would like to debate him about the ideas of liberty. So perhaps you could give him a call. One issue, I don't know, one issue I have is, is that he admitted that governments are the most destructive and, you know, worst, I guess, organization the planets have ever seen, you know, this planet has mm-hmm. ever seen. And and once a person admits to that, that that's that's you know the government's so bad it kills more people it pollutes more than anyone else it uses more resources and wastefulness. But I can answer that. I mean, how can you how can you get that person? I mean, it's like well, you've already admitted that the, the state is bad, but it's the best thing we have. I Let mean, him answer. Go ahead. All right. So I've got two answers to that. Uh, number one is. Yes, they're the most destructive, but that's because they're the most powerful thing on Earth. That's what I used to believe. I believed that uh, governments were these great powers, but they could be used for good. And the number two answer, which is one I used to believe in and that certain members of my family currently believe in and I'm running into, is that there is this uh, belief in the inherent goodness and validity of the state based on the democratic process. It's, I wouldn't exactly call it a religious belief, but it's certainly a very strong moral belief on par with the NAP. It's really? absolutely can't, religious. Can't, yeah, I would say it's, well, it's a faith-based. It's um, definitely faith-based. But, I mean, can't you look at, uh, I mean, can't, can't those people say that, hey, look at what these government, look at what our government has done in its past based on democracy. I mean, take a look at the eugenics programs of the early 20th century. Take a look at the, uh, you know, what happened to the the, the, the American Indians in the, well, I let's call it 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th centuries, and 21st centuries, frankly. Um, take a oh, look yes. at chattel slavery. Yes, and, and when I – well, first of all, some of that I was not taught in school. I wasn't taught about the eugenics programs. Uh, I didn't learn about that until college, and when I found out, I was absolutely shocked to learn that Hitler's programs basically started in the United States, and then the idea caught on with him, and now everybody associates them with him, but they started in, in, in the U.S. And, um, and number two is that uh, – uh, oh, dang – he didn't write it down. Yeah, <laughs> too smart for your own good. This is why I usually work from prepared material. Yeah, I'll absolutely. tell you what. Um, I was just thinking as I was listening to you get passionate there, though. Man, this is what it's like when he doesn't work from pre- uh, prepared material. And I thought it was awesome. <laughs> you know. Uh, by the way, you're definitely going to need to be prepared if you're going to call uh, Sam Cedar. Clearly, he's you know he's very intelligent. Yep. He's well educated. Knows and what he's, he's been doing it a about. while. Yeah. So well, I mean. It helps that my question is actually an honest one and not a gotcha thing, because this is something that I struggled with even when I was a Democrat, and I took government courses, and it occurred to me, hey, wait a minute, who's watching the watchers here? And I think the most telling class that taught me that of all 
was uh, my college politics class where I learned the real history of the United States and how the, the Constitution was basically a coup and how you know, nobody follows their own laws. And, and I thought to myself, what is the real ultimate government that governs everything? And really, they're not written. They're just mores. Thank you, Nick. Great uh, call tonight. Appreciate the thoughts. And let us know if you uh, do end up calling Sam Cedar's program. I think that would be an interesting conversation. Okay. Thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Your call's coming up, plus Chicago evacuation plan. JJ's got the news. It's Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number for you, 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and the features that await you there we give to you. Tonight, it's Ian with you. JJ. And Mark. Once again, features, by the way, at the site you'll find include archives. We've got archives going all the way back to late 2006. And in point of fact, tonight, there's probably going to be a pretty big change unless something drastically breaks unexpectedly uh you should be getting double the audio quality as of this show so when if you're listening to this show in podcast you may notice that the audio fidelity has increased Uh, that's because we are switching to a brand new podcast host called soundcloud and apparently SoundCloud has really taken off over yep. the last couple of years, and I really hadn't heard about them until just several months ago, when somebody brought it to my, you know, brought it in front of me, and they put it out there, and I was like, oh well, you know, we've already got Libsyn, we're pretty happy with them, and I'm not disappointed with Libsyn. They've, you know, they've done a good job hosting our archives for a long time, uh, but SoundCloud has some fancy features that I just don't, I don't know, I don't think they exist anywhere else. Uh, if you've ever been there before, SoundCloud.com is their site. They actually allow you to comment within the waveform. So a lot of uh, musicians use SoundCloud for uh, distributing their their music. Uh, in fact, Mark, would you say Pennywise, I guess, the band Pennywise? Yeah, is I was there? just looking at uh, Pennywise's, somebody, you know, sent some music to me today. They put their album Probably up Osborne. on... You're right, Osborne, Osborne. Uh, from Sacred CAI. They put their album up on SoundCloud. And so when you go to SoundCloud.com, you can see how this works. But essentially, they show you, display you the waveform, what the audio looks like on the screen. And you can actually click into that waveform. And let's say you don't like what one of us is saying or, you know, whatever. You want to comment something about what you hear on Free Talk Live. You can actually leave that comment, not generally attached to the whole show, but specifically at the point at which you, you want to address so that's kind of a unique thing. Sure. And on top of that, there are also really easy shareable methods now. So you can use the share button at SoundCloud to link to your Facebook page or Twitter or, you know, the, the variety, the bevy of uh, different social networking networks out there. 
So it should make sharing episodes of Free Talk Live easier than ever before and more user-friendly. And it should also, well, it's definitely also going to allow us to increase our audio quality because it's an unlimited account, whereas before we had limits, which is why we had to keep things a certain size. Is our audio quality, was it bad? I mean, what was it previously with Libsyn? It, it was, was 48 kilobits per second. I mean, a couple, whatever I listened, terrible. this was fine. Well, I tweaked I tweaked it for voice, so it was sounded better than the average 48 kilobit per second uh, MP3. But I mean, if you play music back at 48k, it's not going to sound good. Yeah. There's just too much going. There's just too much audio going on there. There's I think the symbols. I think it, when you, you can really tell the symbol Simple, hits. Yeah, on, the, on the, the hi hats. Yeah. I think oh, this geez. is the audiophiles talking here. Is what I think. Well, I think maybe we care. Maybe we care a little more than you do, Mark. I I hate babies. You're right. Wow. Well, we got to admit it. You're going to be able to hear a difference uh, starting tonight, and it's because we've made uh, we've made a big change. I mean, the doubling audio quality, Mark, you should be able to hear the difference. If I played, if I if you put on a good pair of headphones and you listen to last night's show, but who listens on a good pair of headphones? Who's walking around with Sony's that cover their? Are you whole trying ears? to talk me out of increasing? the I'm quality I'm not trying of the to talk you anything. I just don't. I, I just don't think it's that big of a look, deal. Look, Mark, you are you don't like change. We oh, already babies. know that. <laughs> we already know that you don't like change. And that's fine. You know, you you can be not changing, Mark, and we'll go ahead and change things. This has to, make to be some better. kind of logical fallacy. The idea that you believe that you can figure out what somebody's thinking, so therefore what they're thinking doesn't matter. Okay, oh, we know you, you don't like change. Defended the position. <laughs> We're just you're dismissing just, you, actually. Mark. Yeah, you're dismissing it because you believe you know what the underlying reason is, or something. What 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 are you what are you talking about? I don't know what your reasons are. You're just a stick in the mud, and you believe things are fine the way they are. I just don't think it matters. I think it doesn't matter. I just don't think it matters. All right. Well, tell me about what you're going to tell me about. The Seasteading Institute. They want to create freedom on the open seas. And they're having a conference where you can meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, ocean law experts, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals and discover where you fit into the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector. This is a great experience for anybody who happens to be on the west, living in the west coast, and uh, you know, interested in the ideas of freedom, I think you're going to really enjoy it. It's at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. There are special rates for students and the press, and of course, if you use coupon code FTL at seasteading.freetalklive.com, you'll get a discount. And this is great. I mean, I would wish I was going to it. Uh, it's uh, seasteading.freetalklive.com. Use coupon code FTL. So, as I was mentioning, tonight, big changes coming to the archives. By the way, all of the old archives that you could you can download through our website at archives.freetalklive.com, going all the way back to late 2006, they are all now on SoundCloud. They're still on Libsyn, too, so if you've got old links, you can still get them from, uh, from Libsyn. Uh, but they're now all available through SoundCloud, and that means they're all available to share. So, if you've got a favorite old episode you want to share with some friends or whatever. So, you must be charging a lot for people to access no. all of these. No, it's not, no, not charging anything. What? Yeah, not not charging anything. It actually, it took it took several days of yeah. uploading because you're talking about gigabytes upon gigabytes upon gigabytes of. Uh, I mean, it, we do we do a show. Well, this year now we do seven nights a week, but five years ago we were doing six nights a week. So we've got a whole lot of shows over basically a five and a half year period yeah. uh, that I had to upload to SoundCloud. And didn't uh, the the guy from SoundCloud, Evan, uh, who's <laughs> didn't he make a comment like they weren't really expecting that much audio to no, come from they us? They weren't what, what expecting did he any, say? anything like that. He was just, you guys have really have a lot of files. 
<laughs> he couldn't believe how many there were. And I don't know that he made that big of a comment about the size of them, but just uh, you know how many, how much content there is. It's a lot, for sure. Anyway, it's all there now if you go to SoundCloud's site. I don't think there's a quick way to... I guess it's SoundCloud slash Free Talk Live all run together as one word if you want to find our page there. But if you've got an account on SoundCloud, uh, f- follow us or like us on SoundCloud and share us, etc. I just easy. did the math, and it's approximately uh, 5,100 hours of content that's available to you. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> How can you even catch up on that? You yeah, can't possibly. Some people do. People well, that have jobs where they you know, just do rote with their things. their headphones on. Like data entry or something like that. Yeah, if if you could listen twenty four hours a day, you could catch up in uh, one hundred and thirty two so days. How am I going to put this on a cassette tape from a Walkman? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need some specialized equipment, my friend. Mark, you probably think cassette tapes sound just as good as uh, CDs, right? I didn't notice a difference when they switched over. Yeah. Really, aren't they analog though? Uh, aren't aren't what cassette analog? tapes? Cassette, yeah, right. They had metal cassettes at one point. Right. The, weren't weren't those as good as CDs? There were higher quality cassettes, yes, but uh, the problem with cassettes and VHS and any other tape-based format is that every time you play it back, you're physically contacting the media yes. with a with a, an electronic head, uh, this magnetic head that reads the data on the tracks, and so therefore you're degrading it every single time you play it back. Yes, they would get old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, bad. <laughs> Very bad. we've moved on beyond that and uh, so we'll anyway continue here we'll take your calls 855-450-FREE so big changes to the archives tonight I'm pretty excited about it because I think that from what I've heard the buzz around SoundCloud is I feel like it's where Free Talk Live needs to be to go to the next level of interactivity file sharing etc 855-450-FREE we will take your calls about anything plus JJ is going to tell us about Chicago apparently NATO summit coming up there are evacuation plans that's right in the midst in Chi-Town so we'll explain what's going on 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line you can take control of the airwaves and this is Free Talk Live Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up what you want. 855-453-SACL-CAI The SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. Once again, 855-453. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video. To prove they are listeners of this program, shrine.freetalklive.com is where you can go to see that, shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you drink coffee in the morning? Well, JJ? Yeah. I know you're a big coffee consumer. <laughs> you know, you can get free talk, you can get coffee and support Free Talk Live in the process. You, all you have to do is go to coffee.freetalklive.com. Uh, we've teamed up with O'Neill 
coffee in order to bring you what more more than 40 varieties of gourmet and flavored coffees. My favorite happens to be the French Rose Decaf. It's uh, bold, but doesn't have that kind of burnt taste that's, uh, I don't know, some coffee companies uh, pride themselves in. And you can, uh, and in order to show the Free Talk Live audience their commitment to freedom and making great coffee, O'Neill Coffee is uh, offering a free mug and free shipping with orders of $75 or more. I've got some on the way because, uh, you know, I they sent me some just to try out the different flavors and that kind of thing. So I'm getting some more scent. It's coffee.freetalklive.com. It, you can also get there um, at o'neillcoffee.com, but the reason that we switched it over is because, well, O'Neill can be spelled a few different ways, and we decided to make it easier on everybody. So That's a good idea. Coffee.freetalklive.com. Awesome. All right. That makes it easy. 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Creighton is on the line listening in Louisville. Creighton, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, what's on your mind, Creighton? Oh, you guys are talking about... Uh bit rates of your, your podcast, et cetera, and I've been having uh, some issues related to that the past couple weeks, and it just prompted me to call in and mention it. Uh, I know a couple weeks ago you had some website failures that had to be addressed, mm-hmm. so I, I had been, you know, waiting uh, uh, for the, 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 the bit stream. I use the uh, low bandwidth bit stream mm-hmm. on my cell phone yep. to listen most of the time, um, not because of a data plan, but because uh, on the 3G cell phone, uh, the higher bandwidth sometimes they can't keep up. Drop out. Hmm. Stream. Okay. Um, it's one of the reasons we have three and, different uh, flavors of streams. So, and I imagine nobody else is providing that for you in the uh, world of talk great radio, job, guys. And today was actually the first day that the, the low bandwidth stream was working again, and I and I was listening to you. And well, I don't know why that would be. It must have something to do with caching. Uh, you're, you're saying this is on what device? Your cell phone. On my Android cell phone, yes. It's interesting because uh, you know, those streams haven't really changed. They've been working the whole time. It's just that I guess there's certain people's I, internet connections yeah, where I've it takes a while. Yeah, I've had issues too. I'm uh, trying to listen to the, uh, one of the other podcasts that's recorded here, and uh, I should have said. You something. mean you mean while it's live? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we we went through an IP switch uh, a couple weeks ago, and for most people, it was. Solids, you know. I found that I I I tried to do it through the website, and I tried to do it flash based. Um, but what I ended up doing was downloading one of the links and using a, one of the apps, and I just kept retrying the app, and eventually it would connect and work. Huh? That's just my well, experience. That's exactly what that's exactly what I did today. Yeah. I kept trying it and trying it and trying it, and eventually it did connect. And and I was listening to you guys talking about bitrate and how the, the two audio files in the group and and. I, Talking about how the quality, bitrate quality of your 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 your, your show, and I, like I said, I listen to the 16 kilobit per second stream, and I do get the I do hear the uh, some of the digital artifacts, the compression artifacts, but the the, the sound quality is better than AM, for example. And I don't think that's true. I mean, if you've got a bad AM radio signal, then if you're listening on 16 kilobits per second, I think that, uh, yeah, it could be better if you, you're you know not well-tuned into an AM station. But uh, AM stations, in theory, should be able to cover the full human voice spectrum uh, without, a, without a problem. I mean, music generally doesn't sound very good on AM radio, but I can tell you music's going to sound like... stop them from playing it. <laughs> it's going to sound like garbage at 16 kilobits per second. Uh, I mean, even AM radio can transmit uh, 40, 32 to 40 kilobits per second with the new HD standards they have out there. So I tend to disagree with you, but everybody's ears are different and whatever. I'm glad well, 16K sounds good to you because it sounds like trash to me, <laughs> but we offer well, it anyway. Well, but, 
I'm calling out my cell phone, and my cell phone uses a 14 kilobit per second compression factor. So if if I sound clear to you, then I, that should be. You sound clear, but there's no low end. I mean, you don't sound like a human. I mean, the phones don't have the same bandwidth that the human voice does. It can't accurately. Most standard telephone systems in this country can't accurately reproduce uh, the human voice. However, that is changing uh, with the introduction of wideband uh, communications devices, where some cell phones actually do have the ability to accurately uh, capture and transmit your voice. So as as the phone infrastructure in this country switches over to voice over IP uh, on the back end, so you've got your phone and the wire coming out of the wall at home or your cell phone, uh, different phones have different capabilities. More cell phones are going to be easier to upgrade because people in their, their wired phones at home, there's going to have to be another change there. Yeah, they I think in general. So much copper. But the more voice over IP connections people have, the more uh, the, the, the full voice can be uh, begin to be trans, uh, transmitted. So, in fact, it's interesting you bring that up. And, uh, Crichton, thanks for the call tonight, by the way. Appreciate hearing from you. Because this is one of the things that was being discussed at a recent industry convention, and I was kind of excited about it. Uh, the idea, because I'm a bit of an audiophile, right? Uh, the idea, but even you, Mark, even you can hear that he didn't have any low end in his voice. Right. Well, right. I mean, I know that telephones aren't uh, the, you know, the, the, the sum total of human voices. All you, anybody who's listening to the show right now and got to hear Crichton and got to hear us, they know the difference between somebody who's on know, the phone talking IRL in real life and somebody who's talking on the telephone. And that's one of the reasons that we try to do. Uh, you know, we try to do interviews with people with uh, you know these. What, what is the, what's the lines there? The the special lines that we have special codex, the, ISDN. whatever. Yeah, the ISDN lines, the codex or whatever, in order to have superior voice quality. And this is, by the way, what they often do in shows like NPR when they'll be doing interviews with people across the country. It'll sound like they're in the same studio. It's because they're linked together. Right. So what we're going to start seeing and how long it's going to take for this migration to happen, I don't know, because the phone the, the phone structure in this country is so heavily regulated and so outdated, it's hard to say how long it's, it's really going to take to play out across the entire country. But the cell phone networks can upgrade better and faster because they don't have to you know, dig and do things like that. So you'll, you'll probably see more cell phones having this kind of wideband voice uh, application. I'll switch at that point. The reason I have a home phone is because... I need to be able to connect as thoroughly as I can with a prospective client, Mm -hmm. and the way you can do that is with better audio quality. If you've got a cell phone... Out all yeah, that's time, no good. then nice. you can't uh, connect with that person. They become irritated. They don't want to talk to you. Right. If they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to buy your ads, and then wham, you're done. So the reason I have a phone line is in order to uh, do business best. And if you can get some kind of better audio quality for me, um, then I'm going to be using that. We're going to work on that uh, behind the scenes at Free Talk Live. There's a new device coming out for the business that will be accepting of these new wideband or uh, what is it, an HD voice or whatever they're calling mm-hmm. it. There's different terms out there. But basically, higher quality uh, voice content, we'd be able to accept calls like that. And it also will have Skype built into it, because it's one of the things people have been asking for for a long time. Long time. Can I call via Skype? And the answer has been no, because in order to do that, we'd have to have another computer. And there are already five computers in this this room right now, if you don't count the laptops. Uh, We've already got our share of servers running in this uh, this studio, the LRN.FM studios. But what we're going to end up having, if all goes as planned, and as of yet, this the device has yet to be released. So hopefully the device will be released in the future, and we'll be able to accept higher quality of voice calls. Maybe more people who are callers to the show will actually sound like they're sitting in the studio with us. So that would be pretty cool, I think. 
and we'll hopefully start to hear more of that in the future. Good times. Yeah. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, JJ, you have brought in something tonight that sounds pretty outrageous. The idea has been floated to possibly evacuate Chicago. That's right. This story comes from CBS Chicago. Concerns about NATO summit violence leave Chicago guessing about security. As concerns about security grow in the run-up to the NATO summit, it's becoming difficult to separate myth from reality. Are there plans in place for a mass evacuation of downtown in the events of riots May 20th and 21st? A Red Cross memo out in Milwaukee indicates that there is. We'll find out more here in moments at 855-450-FREE. That sounds like an absolute nightmare to have to evacuate an urban zone like that. More coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line joining you tonight. It's Ian. JJ. And Mark. JJ, uh, JJ, by the way, joining us courtesy of his project. Projects. There are several. There's uh, Free Keen TV, which uh, he is the producer, creator, director, writer. That's right. We're of. doing a lot more reporting. Uh, we recently put out a report on the... The use of no trespass orders to squelch free speech here in Keene. Yeah, as has happened to me and a number of other activists who've been uh, speaking out in various places the government doesn't want people speaking out, like in front of a courthouse or outside of a uh, liquor school store or... or at the local schools. Uh, and so you guys, uh, Allie, who will be joining us tomorrow night on yes. the Friday edition of the program, was uh, interviewing folks, including myself, and you put together a package uh, yes. about that. Yes, so if anyone's interested in seeing what that's about, please go to freekeen.com or the you know, the freekeen.com page will have the latest episode of Freekeen TV, mm-hmm. which includes that, but also on our YouTube channel you'll find that um, that package separate. So Great. You can also go to Freekeen excuse me, go to tv.freekeen.com and the chip in is still up that's and right. open. So there's a chip in there to help encourage more reporting to maybe Offer a small stipend to right. the reporters that are doing the well, reporting. Well, the, the truth is, is that uh, the, the content would be higher quality and better if, like, say, if I had my own computer instead of mm-hmm. borrowing computers all the time. So, um, and that's that's one of the things that I'm hoping to up the ante on. As we do more reporting, we do more investigating, more journalism. I also want the the quality of the editing to be better and the the overall product. So if people have been watching Freaking TV, or if you watch for the first time and you really enjoy what you're seeing, you like the fact that there are actually some liberty activists somewhere who are doing television work, because I don't know of many other organized, weekly, liberty-oriented news broadcasts, do you? I don't. So uh, if you want to support that, the one, you can go to tv.freekeen.com and there's a chip in there that you can throw in a few bucks or, right. or more than a few bucks. Uh, so again, tv.freekeen.com is one way that you can support JJ. You can also visit his YouTube channel, Starfall Media. Just search for that and you'll find some demos, uh, some demo reels that uh, show off your editing and production prowess. That's right. And folks who may have a job might be interested in hiring you. Yep. 
At least that's the hope. Contact me and we'll make it happen. Starfall Media on YouTube is how you can find JJ. All right. So our number again is 855-450-FREE. And JJ, you were uh, introducing to us the story out of CBS in Chicago, was it? That's right. Where apparently there's a bunch of rumors floating about and the author over at CBS is going to attempt to discern what is true and what is not. And one of the rumors is that there's an evacuation plan for Chicago, at least portions of Chicago, during the NATO summit that's coming up. That's right. The NATO summit is scheduled for next month. And I'm going to continue with the story. So June, here. Uh, May 20th through okay. 21st. Well, which is this month? Right. I guess the story was from yesterday. So a couple of weeks away, three, two or three weeks away. Yes. Um, uh, a, a Red Cross memo out of Milwaukee indicates that there is officials there have been asked to make plans to assist residents in the ma- in the event of a mass exodus. Chicago officials say the plan didn't come from them. The U.S. Secret Service isn't talking. There is also reports that a heavily armed security team will start making a very public appearance around federal buildings in the Loop this week. The Loop is a, mm-hmm. a highway in Chicago. Officials with the Chicago NATO host committee were completely in the dark. They had no reports of any such plans. A source told CBS News, a source told CBS2 News that... So hold on. So no government agency has admitted to this. Well, is what you're saying. There's two stories here, and and I, what I'm I'm just trying to do is jump between the two because one talks more about the okay. The Milwaukee Red Cross got this letter, and they they basically said from did it say from whom the letter was they, addressed? They say that they get orders from the city of Chicago and the U.S. Secret Service. They're not hmm. saying exactly who sent it. They're saying these are who re- sent us. Information. Okay. And the but city the of Secret Chicago is saying nothing. Yeah, they're not giving any answer. The city of Chicago says that didn't come from us. So you got a denial and the no denial. Well, I know who I'm more likely to believe. I'm more likely to believe the uh, the private charity over the government agents. Right. It said that the NATO summit quote may create unrest or another national security incident. The American Red Cross in southeastern Wisconsin has been asked to place a number of shelters on standby in the event of an evacuation of Chicago. Unquote. And uh, the actual, according to the chapter sp- chapter spokesperson, the evacu- evacuation plan is not their own. It's they quote our direction come from the city of Chicago and the Secret Service. She said so. That's what we know about that. But there's also plans in Chicago to have heavily armed security around federal buildings. I bet there is. And leading up to be, it, so right. so it's basically what it is. The idea is let's get them used to seeing these guys in gear. And armor and, you know, their bear cats or whatever. Initial show of force. Right. And then uh, leading up to it, we'll just ease them in. You know, one bear cat a week. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty soon right. there's three bear cats there. And then uh, the NATO summit happens and we just tell them all, get, get out. Get get out. And it's funny because there, there have been- Including people any, that live there. Including people. Right. Exactly. There haven't been any riots over NATO summits in the United States. The only riots that have occurred for NATO summits have been in France and other, you know- across the seas type places. When was the last time one was had in the U.S.? So, I mean, there's certainly been the G20 and yeah. the G8s and these things have certainly had uh, so-called and anarchists. The national conventions, or the, the the political party national conventions. DNC, RNC conventions, right. You're going to see you're going to see protests. Whether those protests turn into riots, I don't know at what point, you know, how does that, Where at what point is the line crossed between a rowdy protest and a riot? When they put in agents provocateur that they can then, uh, that, that they have One of them throw, throws a bottle? Yes, they have, they have police in in the gear of the rioters uh, throw bottles at the police and then the police then attack the people that did not throw the bottles. I, I, I actually posit that it's instead when the media declares it 
a riot. So let, let's say something happens, and we've seen this with the Occupy situation. If you look back at last year's news reports and how they varied with the actual reports that if you got from like someone's webcam or someone's basically took camera uh, footage of the event and you could actually watch it on YouTube and see what actually happened, it would vary from the, the media reports. And so what you see is the media blowing it out of proportion to cover for the police and the officials using Using violence. very aggressive tactics to quell what is basically a sit-in, right? And I think that that you're right from the media's perspective, they're they're covering for the the cops, and also from the police perspective, they're the ones fomenting the violence in the first place. In a lot of cases, I'm not going to say it's every case, but there was somebody posting a, a picture on Facebook recently of the cops taking down a protester. I don't know if y'all saw this one, but it's a photo that shows the bottoms of their boots, yeah. and they all have the same yellow in uh, in indicia yeah. on the on the bottom of their boots so the the protester is essentially wearing the same boots as the the cops that are taking the protester down it That's, does make one go hmm it's not the first time that agents provocateur have been caught red-handed uh with you know clear crystal clear evidence that there are actually cops dressed as protesters in the crowd whose job it is is to uh, to foment violence to encourage people to act like a mob you know to throw that first bottle to you know to try to instigate and then to have the cops come in and, and bust them and then the cops then have the excuse to bust everyone standing around well, them etc yeah, totally and and i think this is i think sort of the the state of course learns like everyone the state is is just an idea it's not an actual thing but the people who run the state learn from past experiences and in, in the g20 summit that happened last year there was there was some rioting there was you know, a little bit of uh, black flag anarchists doing things. There was all kinds of other protest groups that were very peaceful. Um, but at the same time, what they're doing, I think, is setting up the the precursors to the news media's uh, basically story that that we knew there was a riot coming because there there has been plans in place to deal with this situation, and so the, all this excessive force. Well, you know, that's we knew it was going to happen. It's be, necessary. Yeah, it's is necessary. What say. Exactly. And uh, just to go back to the story here, so basically the, uh, the letter, the uh, American Red Cross said, our direction has come from the city of Chicago and the Secret Service, she said, unquote. Officials at Chicago's Office of Emergency Management and Communications say the directive did not come from them. The U.S. Secret Service did not retain, return calls. Some downtown residents told CBS 2's Mike Parker that the news has them on edge. And this is the important part. Well, that, mm-hmm. Ryan Klein said it's, unquote, uh, quote, very unnerving. I feel a little bit unsafe, just a bit more than a little bit. It doesn't make me feel like I want to be in the city during the NATO conference, unquote. An executive with the Service Employees International Union who trains members in preparation This is for what summit. people sound like when hurricanes are coming in Florida. I mean, this is basically what the government is creating here, or at least, you know, yeah, it seems like they're creating that. They're creating a natural disaster. Exactly. Well, they're creating the mindset where people on edge... People worried about their safety already ahead of this. You know, they're they're creating and planting the seeds of of just chaos and and, and just crazy, you know, out of control times because they're already creating unnerved people. Mm-hmm. So so you're already entering a situation which could be volatile with people expressing their viewpoints. Do we have more quotes from folks from Chicago? Uh, just one little piece. All right, we'll stick with that in a moment and we'll come back to it. Talk about why people are afraid and how it is that if you're living life paycheck to paycheck, what happens when you're told, oh, well, you've got to evacuate the entire area for an entire week? What do you do then? 
855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour number three is on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. All right, podcast listeners. May the 13th is Mother's Day. It's coming up real quick. And you've got to get a gift for mom. You've got to get a gift for your wife. Consider proflowers.com. They've got this rainbow bouquet, and it's beautiful. It's got all the colors of the rainbow, roses and red, orange, yellow, pink, white. I'm looking at a picture of it here, and, and any one woman would find this lovely. And if you use coupon code FTL, you can get a dozen rainbow roses for your mom, plus a free glass vase for only $19.99. It's a great price, and they're guaranteed to last seven days. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone, type in the coupon code FTL. For my radio listeners, you can get a second dozen and an upgraded purple vase and chocolates for just $10 more. So you can, uh, you know, if you've got a wife and a mother, you can handle them all in one fell swoop. Um, if, is there a new mom in your life? Make sure you remember them, too. Order now. Schedule delivery for mom on Mother's Day. And this is something you've got to handle. It's going to be very helpful for Free Talk Live. Proflowers.com is a huge name in the radio industry. And we'd love to make a great showing with them. This is the first time they've advertised with us. So, uh, podcasters, I'm counting on you. Go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone, and type in the coupon code FTL and get the rainbow bouquet for mom this Mother's Day. Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program here. You, of course, can take control of the airwaves. And still to come, something we didn't get to talk about last night, Loyalty Day. We'll explain what that's all about. 855-450-FREE is the number. Tonight, it's Ian with you. JJ. And Mark. And JJ has been telling us about some news out of Chicago where, according to Red Cross agents in Wisconsin, they will apparently be sending people, ostensibly, if an evacuation happens during NATO. They'll be sending people to Milwaukee? That's right, in the uh, southeastern Wisconsin area. And the folks in Chicago, the officials at the city government and the Secret Service, who the Red Cross claims they were told about this from, they're claiming they didn't say anything. They're claiming there's no news about that. Shh, there's nothing going on with a, with any kind of evacuations. We don't know what you're talking about, CBS. And CBS is reporting on this. Uh, people are pretty concerned that are actually in Chicago, according to you, JJ. That's right. Some of the quotes from the people uh, that were interviewed by the CBS affiliate there uh, said things like, it's, quote, very unnerving. I feel a little bit unsafe, just a bit more than a little bit and uh, other things like that about the whole idea that the city might be evacuated during the conference. Or at least their portion of the city uh, in which this conference is going on. Right, right? exactly. An executive with the Service Employees International Union who trains members in preparation for the summit thinks such a plan might be, quote, over the top. The SEIU Local 1 trainer Tom Daubry said, quote, this could be a lot like Y2K, a lot of hype Mm. and buildup. People will say, that was it? Not a big deal. Chicago residents, uh, you know, the, the claim of people that are going to do this, if it was if that was it, it was because of the things that we did. So whatever they did prevented whatever could have happened. The fire, the meteors, uh, you know, whatever, uh, the, the the riots in the streets, the uh, execution of, uh, you know, men, women and children. And it's the fear, this uh, the threat of a riot is their excuse as to why they claim they might need to completely evacuate. Is that That's right? right? That's right. So the idea being that, well. Because some people are coming here who might possibly riot, 
we may decide that we'll need to just go ahead and clear out an entire swath of the city of Chicago. That way, our representatives and diplomats from these uh, countries that are going to be attending the NATO summit will be able to walk through the streets without any fear of there being any average Americans around who might consider doing something or saying something untoward uh, toward these individuals. I mean, that's really, they're, they're talking about creating a ghost town around this uh, this NATO yeah. area. This story goes on to talk about that precisely. Shipping them off to the palatial Milwaukee. Yes. <laughs> Chicago, uh, the story goes on, Chicago residents certainly hope that to be true, but one cannot blame them for wondering exactly what's going on. One example happened last week. When protest groups revealed the plans for a security zone around the summit meeting site, McCormick Place, which means they're going to put up checkpoints and check IDs. Let me get into let's get into the details on that. But first, we actually have Andrew, who's in Chicago. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Andrew. Great. Go ahead. Um, you know, I'm I'm in the city of Chicago. Uh, you know, most days of the week, and uh, this this is the first I'm hearing of uh, of of a. Uh, evacuation plans um to me this all thinks of uh lack uh, what was it last year two years ago um when chicago was in the running for the 2016 olympics i believe um you know i go to school right near the daily center and for uh for uh, probably about two or three blocks from the daily center which is um kind of the the, the big judicial um building in in the downtown loop uh it was just a it was uh, just a dead zone, uh, you know, police everywhere, uh, you know, lots of blockades and everything set up for the announcement. Um, and, and this, to me, just sounds exactly like that. It's just a whole bunch of unnecessary um, shows of force to for ultimately nothing. They're keeping you safe. So where do you work in relation to this uh, NATO, uh, what is going to be the NATO conference area? Um, I don't know where the NATO conference is happening um but if it's in the downtown loop odds are i'm probably going to be within it, well, it's, ha- it's, ha- it's happening at mccormick place do you are you familiar with that yeah mccormick yeah all right so i'm well, about seven blocks away from there so and do we know what uh, the zone is that they're going to be evacuating in theory? yeah it, it basically says the story well, it says uh lakeshore drive a large chunk of the lakefront will be closed the security zone will extend <laughs> several blocks to the west south and north of mccormick place that zone will be completely shut down, they say. So you may be on the just on the outside uh, cusp of that zone, maybe within. What's yeah. it feel like to be hanging on the parapet of anarchy? Wow, <laughs> it, um, a great. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I wish it would come sooner. Um, I, you know, to me, like the 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 feeling of of you know the the professionals and the other people who I, I you know interact with downtown every day is just annoyance, like. Why? Why do they have to come here and, and interrupt our, our all of our daily schedules for? I I don't know. Because you like just aren't important else. enough. Like these dignitaries uh, from the governments from around the world, they are so important. They're actually considering shutting down uh, entire swaths of businesses and uh, and people from being right. able to go. Just about drive out all those commodities dealers that are moving. Right. You know everything around the world. Right. What do you think right. you're you're doing something yeah. useful for the world? No, right. these government dignitaries are the ones right. who are. Chicago important. is the center of the universe as far as uh, the distribution of commodities goes. I mean, New York certainly yeah. has stocks, but. Chicago's got uh, commodities. Yeah. Well, in the eyes of the, well, you have the CBOT and the CME, which is why I was I was like shutting down the loop, where you know where those just just those two businesses are. Not to mention the the hundreds of tech tech firms which support them with software. Like shutting them down for a week is is just 
it not a good idea. Um, you know, to, well, fortunately, those people are probably going to wind up working elsewhere, working remotely. But uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just frustrating. And it I'm sounds just, like it. Well, will you give us a call? Maybe when is this happening? By the way, you said toward uh, the end of the month, right? May. Uh, 20th and 21st, I believe. Yeah, it's okay. It's coming yeah. up in a couple of uh, two, three weeks. Will you you know, give us a call and maybe check in and let us know what things are like on the ground there? Yeah, sure. All right, Andrew. Appreciate I'll it. Look forward to hearing call. from you. Thanks for the call tonight. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yeah, if he sees anything interesting, I'd love to hear it. And in fact, if nothing happens, that's still interesting to me. Yeah, it is because they've made such a big deal out of it. This but is CBS going, reporting on this. Yeah, this is CBS. And, and I actually watched their news report about this yesterday. And it is, you know, it's been confirmed. There are Red Cross people. You know, obviously Red Cross needs to set up ahead of time. They need time to, to set up logistics, to, you know, get people in place. So they need it for mm. forewarning of this sort of stuff to, to have the the stuff in, in order. But it's just you're going back to what you guys were saying about the bureaucrats. It's it's sort of like the state. In the mythology of the state, these are like saints. These these saints are coming into it's like your bring the pope to town. Yeah, bringing yeah exactly exactly bringing the pope to town and shutting down all kinds of traffic and giving them all kinds of safe travel space and and whatnot. Um, the story it goes on a little bit more uh, just to finish off a little bit here. It says uh, they talked about the protesters before this. Those protesters came directly from a meeting with the Secret Service when those details were released. However, there was not a single confirmation from the feds. One thing they have confirmed, commuter trains will run under McCormick Place during the summit, but Secret Service said in a statement to expect delays. How bad will they, those delays get? They aren't saying. And um, So maybe know, they'll be searching train goers, however, perhaps? It basically, it says, however, the South Shore will be asking riders to take a survey to determine how many people will even bother coming into the city. So what they're doing <laughs> is... With all this hype, basically to get to the point of, that I wanted to make is with all this hype, they're already setting up situations where people are like, well, I, I don't even want to risk it. I yeah. don't. They're, they're already creating uh, an over, you know, overactive imagination sort of scenario that, that is taking of place. Fear, yes, perhaps. exactly. Uh, you know, what I, think, what I think is particularly disappointing about this or frustrating is not so much what's going to happen to the stock traders. Hopefully they, you know, they're Glad doing all traders. right. Uh, as far as their paychecks are concerned, but what about the guys working at the pizza place? You know, yeah. what about the those guys? Uh, because those businesses are are in this region too, and so you know they, you, they eat pizza in Chicago. That's for sure. Right. I mean, they're so known for deep dish pizza. You you take those folks and you say, all right, well, you've got to leave town for for several, you know, for a few days because we can't have you around while these dignitaries are here. They are worried they might get shot or whatever. So we're just going to tell you that you have to leave. We're not asking. We're telling you you have to leave. And so now you've got a ghost town where people are leaving their homes. We saw what happened during Hurricane Katrina. That's when the that's when the criminals come out. Yep. When mm, people when good people who are, you know, poor, middle class, good folks leave, they're not there to protect themselves, they're not there to protect their families, they're not there to protect their property. Stuff. You're yeah. gonna have looting going on, you're going to have you wanna talk about anarchy, you wanna talk about chaos. That's what you're going to have uh, happening if they actually do evacuate this area. It's more coming up, free talk. 
you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at Mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Once again, 855-450-3733. Join us over on our website at freetalklive.com. Live streams are available. You can listen in via broadband, midband, or narrowband. Different streams for different internet connections. And uh, they're all working. Somebody called earlier tonight to say that it wasn't working on his phone. Must be some kind of a caching issue on your local device. Maybe a reboot uh, would help or re- restart your browser or or preferably clear the cache out of your browser. But then again, if you're just doing a media player, I don't know what you do to clear cache in a media player. But uh, hopefully, if the streams aren't working for you, try a different stream. We've got three of them uh, from which you can choose. So go to listen.freetalklive.com. You can get uh, tuned in there. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Also, you'll learn about our great radio stations, uh, where, of course, if you're listening on the radio, it works. It always works. It's a nice thing about broadcast radio. <laughs> nice thing about radio. As long as your radio is working, it turns on, you're going to hear uh, the radio station. And quick. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, there are satellite listening options, which are also pretty darn reliable over at uh, listen.freetalklive.com. you learn about our XM channels and the free-to-air KU band channel, the webcam and the listen lines as well. All of these ways for you to get Free Talk Live into your ears over at listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, we'll continue here with your calls in a moment. But first, got to find out about Bitcoins. They're the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service that you've got to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. You can send and receive money anywhere in the world with no fees, and you don't need permission from any bank or government to do it. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. It's a two-minute video over there, WeUseCoins.org. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. All right, so we're going to continue. Take your calls about what might happen in Chicago here in a couple weeks as the NATO summit is prepared to descend upon uh, one portion of the city. And apparently, Red Cross agents in Milwaukee have been given notice by the Secret Service and the city agents in Chicago that they may be evacuating a portion of the city and sending the evacuees up to the Milwaukee area. Yep. And this could be a huge mess. I mean, you know, uh, send me to Key West. Don't send me to Milwaukee. This is one of the. Well, now this is really brings up the issue of who's going to be evacuated. Well, everyone will, right? So if they decide to evacuate, that means you have to leave. And if you don't, then there could be some sort of penalty uh, for you if you don't. And that means that uh, people with money and people without will be evacuating. So you know, for the stock traders that have uh, a decent little nest egg, it's not going to be a problem for them to go to Key West or wherever it is they want to go. But for everybody else who, you know, may, you know, maybe they're having a tough time keeping the bills paid. Maybe they're living paycheck to paycheck. They're who gonna, isn't? They're going to have the incentive to go along with whatever the government's evacuation program is. And, then and it stinks. Well, right. And that, that and it gets people comfortable with the government coming in and kicking people out of their houses. 
for whatever reason. Whatever right. reason is is deemed necessary for safety or security or whatever riot scare that's going on. Well, we're the government. We're here to help. And, of course, if, if you paid attention during the Hurricane Katrina evacuation, that did not help. They they took people and they put them in camps, creepy camps, and they also <laughs> put them in the Superdome in Houston. Rapes and went on there. People pooping on the 50-yard line. It was, it was crazy. terrible. And they were, you know, they weren't providing them with the appropriate, uh, I believe, f- food and water. I, I believe that was an issue mm-hmm. for a time at the uh, the Superdome. And so, if you want to have a better chance at uh, at getting along, then they lock them in and then yeah. not provide them with proper food and yeah. water. <laughs> and it turned into just a nightmare, <laughs> an absolute nightmare. So look for you know a retread of this uh, to some extent. Now, how long will it be for? Maybe not as long because, again, the NATO thing only goes on for a couple of days, apparently. Right. Maybe they'll only evacuate for 48 hours or 72 hours. But either way, it's still going to be a mess because the government's doing it. They screw everything up that they touch, you know, like they're, they're the reverse well, Midas touch. And to strike the root, it's, there's, it's not their business anyway. It's not their business to go kicking people out of their homes for any reason, really. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. Unfortunately, they do think it's their business, and they are more than willing to to do these things. Go ahead and uh, pull up some videos from Hurricane Katrina. They were they attacked an old lady who didn't want to leave her home. They tackled her. I mean, these uh, huge brutish thug did cops. Bra- did they break something on her too? Uh, I I don't know, but it sure she looked like she was pretty brittle, though. I could tell you that these brutish cops from the California Highway Patrol. That's right, California Highway Patrol, all the way over in Louisiana, wow. were uh, were literally going door to door and intimidating people, trying to get them to give up their guns and get out of their ho- get out of their homes. And so she had a, a pistol, and they they knocked her down. They attacked her because she had a pistol. She wasn't threatening them; she just had a pistol. And they were of the mindset that well, so do they. Right. They were of the mindset that it's our job to now confiscate firearms from everyone. Why? Well, because it's an emergency. Well, wait, wouldn't we need the firearms to protect ourselves from bands of marauders? Exactly. Oh, well, you're the you're a band of marauders, too. You're co- just calling yourself the government. And so they were going around taking guns from people like a, you know, a gang would do so. It's, it was absolutely outrageous. So I'm sure we'll continue with uh, what, what happens. And hopefully folks up there in the Chicago area will keep us in the loop as we go to the phones here. And we'll talk to Dan listening in Michigan. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, JJ, and Mark. Hey, Dan. Well, these dignitaries are worried about uh, rioting and all this. So why don't they ship them off to some cornfield in Nebraska? They don't have the. uh, You mean ship the dignitaries? Yes. Yeah. I agree. I'm with you, but they don't have the facilities for something like that. I think that they'd be better off. Well, they they don't have the facilities to move the people to Milwaukee either. Well, I mean, the facilities as far as convention facilities and things like that. But why don't they take over someplace like Atlantis down in the Bahamas? You know, one of these resorts. You know, it, just get all this ill-gotten gain that they have. Go have a little convention there with the water slides and the casinos and leave everybody the, alone. Well, don't tell me they don't have enough money to put a tent up. <laughs> right, a tent. Right. <laughs> tent's not good enough for these dignitaries. That's right. No, they we must, need the finest of, the, available. Only the best. Only the best oh, that your money okay. can buy. So give them a tent with air conditioning. There aren't enough <laughs> prostitutes out in the hinterland. <laughs> oh, jeez. Dan, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Abel in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Abel. Hi. Ian, Mark, and JJ. Hey, Abel. Thanks go ahead for... with your thoughts. Uh, listen, um, let's roll this back a little bit. Uh, why does NATO still exist? Yep. It's a question. 
the they North American Trade the, Organization? Oh, no. I know it. North Atlantic, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Or, Treaty? See, I don't even know what the hell it stands for. <laughs> it's a it's a supranational, uh, you know, military uh, treaty that that was in defense against the uh, the, the Red Horde. Uh, yeah. East, yeah, yeah, the the Eastern Bloc nations when the Soviet Union still exists, and then. And their reason to exist uh, disappeared when the Soviet Union did in 1989. They, <laughs> right, right, and and they still go on, you know, rattling sabers and you know causing problems. Somebody must be the, funding uh, it, right? Government. I mean, that's why bureaucracies continue because they're getting money from somewhere. Yeah. Well, I, it's the power structure. Power structures get created, and they never fucking go. Oh, we can't let you say that on the radio. Thanks for the call. This is a radio program, 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll-free line. But it's true. Once power, once organizations get created, they don't go away. They don't effing go away, (laughs) indeed. (laughs) I understand and appreciate the passion. 855-450-FREE, toll-free number here. You can share your thoughts. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. The Seasteading Institute. They want to create freedom on the open seas. Did you know they're having a conference? Meet fellow entrepreneurs, investors, engineers, maritime professionals, and other forward-thinking individuals and discover where you fit into the up-and-coming for-profit seasteading sector. It's May 31st to June 2nd at La Meridian Hotel in San Francisco. Special rates for students and the press. Get a discount with promo code FTL. Get registered at seasteading.freetalklive.com. Seasteading.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. We've got a webcam. You can watch, listen, and interact over at cam.freetalklive.com where you'll find the chat room built into the same page as the cam so you can interact with other listeners and watch the show. All at cam.freetalklive.com. And if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can handle it. As we mentioned, Jason Osborne, the guy who's setting up uh, Porkfest for us here, a big supporter of Liberty and a big supporter of Free Talk Live. He is one of the principals behind SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. It's SACL CAI. All right, so we'll continue to take your calls. Uh, is Chicago going to engage in an evacuation of the area of the city that is immediately surrounding the NATO summit coming up here toward the end of this month? That's the big question mark. The Red, Qua- uh, the Red Cross from Milwaukee says they've heard from the Secret Service and the city of Chicago to be prepared, to be ready to receive evacuees coming from the city of Chicago. But yet the city of Chicago and the Secret Service, when CBS News inquired, Claim they knew nothing about that. Oh. oh, I'm sorry, JJ. Go ahead. No worries. I, that's part of the problem, though. That's that's what's going to lead to more stress. That's what, what's going to lead to more, I guess, chaos is when you have one government agency saying one thing, and then people go, okay, well, we just need to check on this because we confirm our, our facts. And then they go to another government agency, which says, we don't know anything about this. Now, all of a sudden, they're trying to confirm it all over the place. And you have certain agencies that won't say anything. You have certain agencies that don't know what's going on. And you have the agencies that do know what's going on, not, you know, not even in the loop. 
So it's like, yes, you want to create a climate of fear. You want to create a climate of just uncertainty and and chaos. Yes, this is why you start it. You create allegations. You build up hype. You uh, put these security elements in place to to create the sense that there's some need for them. So you you see armored cars riding around full of gun gun toting thugs, and uh, and maybe a normal person would be like, well, maybe they're they're here to protect us from something. Maybe there's something going on. It's certainly going to raise the level of concern. So. I don't know what the normal response is to seeing men with guns being uh, driven down the street and you know, the soldiers. Back of an I mean, essentially, uh, you know, here in a nation where posse cumitatis was the law of the land for more than a century. Let's go to Jimmy and in Indy, listening to WXNT, and see what you think. Hey, Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live. Make sure you turn down your radio too, or leave that room. Oh. Yep, Jimmy, you can't do that. I'm turning it down. Really confusing for you. It's confusing for us and confusing for you. Anyway, go ahead, sir. Okay. I think that what's going on in Chicago is probably stupid. It's like police state telling these people they got to move because a bunch of dignitaries come in out of town and take over. It's going to be like martial law. That's what it's sounding like. Yep. That yeah. Is. And what's to, make, what's to keep them from leaving? What's to keep who from leaving? The, the military, once it's over, or the Secret Service. Well, I guess I guess at that point it all comes down to the budget and how long they can pay them. You yeah. know, my concern <laughs> right. is what's to keep I them from staying. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I hope they leave afterwards. I imagine everyone uh, in this neighborhood wants this all to be over as soon as possible. Why are they coming to Chicago in the first place? I thought they'd go to Paris or something like that, or well, they London move it or around. Brussels or something. It's they, like the Super Bowl of uh, dignitary stuff. They move don't it around. Don't talk about the Super Bowl. It was bad here, pal. I bet it was. You know, <laughs> they, they, was, they, they rerouted traffic everywhere. We had people walking around with open containers of alcohol. Well, that's okay. I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, I guess it was all right, but if I tried that the next week, they would have arrested my ass. Good I mean, point. Me, you were absolutely right about that. that. And, I gotta watch my language. Well, you, know, you can get away with that one. Just you, you can't oh, really okay. use it in certain contexts. Just don't context. use the word frack, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, the FCC doesn't much care for that. Frack. So, right. so there you go. Uh, now, now you said that uh, <laughs> that it was pretty nasty with the rerouting of traffic, and that's another factor that's going to play in. Even if they exactly. don't, even if they don't evacuate the entire area, it's still going to be hell to go to work uh, because, right. as you said, JJ, they're going to they're going to be doing checkpoints and security checks. That's right, and especially if you're one of those individuals who needs to take some of the mass transit into work. Uh, Forget it. Yeah, well, you're going to be able to get there. It's just the delays, it's the scans, the pat-downs, the dogs, the bomb-sniffing dogs, all that sort of stuff you're going to have to endure on your way to work. And then who knows if you only get like four hours of work in well, because wait, How late. long is that going to increase your commute? What are you going exactly. to Exactly. Right. This is boss what is... I would do. I would take a vacation if I, you know. Oh, yeah, point. I think that that's the best advice for, for if you can afford to Good do such a Good suggestion, Jimmy. Right. Thanks thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. Yeah, so, it's always the people on the bottom. As you said previously, those are the ones that suffer. The guy who can't take a vacation, absolutely. who's trying to feed the family, who has to get to work because he doesn't get vacation time. There's plenty of jobs out there that are that way, especially right now. Mm-hmm. And your boss is going to expect you to be at work on time. So if it takes you an extra 45 minutes to get through because of all the traffic uh, mishaps and the security checkpoints, then you're going to have to wake up 45 minutes earlier, an hour earlier. Yep. Well, I think no it's going to be more. Well, I think it's going to be more the case where you just lose time of your day because I mean, no matter how early you get up, if you have to sit through you know an hour or two delay, that's going to cut into the time you're going to get paid, and your paycheck's going to be much less. So I think a lot of people. 
if they're you know getting pushed out, if they can't get to work, if they don't want to deal with the stress of going downtown and all the security apparatus, then they're they're going to lose money. There's going to be more stress because of you know obviously bills need to be paid. So I think it's the entire they're just whipping it into a stress, I guess milkshake you know you guys you critique so much you guys are always <laughs> against the government you don't have enough loyalty you just are not good citizens show me the evidence that the government is uh, you know that may very well be i may not be a very good citizen show me the evidence that a government is a good uh you know controller of people you know that they know what's going to happen <laughs> there's been a proclamation recently over at uh, the white house uh, the office of the press secretary released this on may 1st uh, two days ago it's Loyalty Day. Uh, May 1st has now been proclaimed as Loyalty Day. And I'm just going to read Does that to you sound here. incredibly fascist to anybody? Yeah, I think it sounds incredibly, uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag, drone, drone, drone. Sure, but this is, this is more for, uh, for you know, adults. This is, this is more than just the Pledge of Allegiance. This is a remembrance, a day to remember that you are loyal. You need to be loyal to this country because it is the best country in the whole world. Well, let me just share share with you, at least that's kind of a paraphrase of what uh, Barack Obama writes here, or someone claiming to be Barack Obama, and then Barack Obama uh, signed his name to it. Whether or not he actually wrote this is another question. More than two centuries ago, our founders laid out a charter that assured the rule of law and the rights of man. It's like they just started out with four score and seven years. Through times of tranquility and the throes of change, the Constitution has always guided our course toward fulfilling the most noble promise that all are equal, all are free, and all deserve the chance to pursue their full measure of happiness. Unless you want to smoke a joint. So if America- you're equal, then of course uh, law enforcement officers would get the same sort of uh, same right. sort of justice, and politicians would get the same would have to pay the same taxes, well, and that they would get the same kind of health care and. Mark, he didn't say everyone was equal. He says we're it's the Constitution's guiding their course toward fulfilling that promise that all are equal. I see. So that doesn't mean that all are actually equal. It just means this piece of paper is guiding our course toward maybe someday having uh-huh. happen, right? Because <laughs> maybe okay. clearly yeah. the Constitution has led us toward more equality and more freedom, right? Yeah, I, I th- no, no, not at all. Well, I think that there's been you know over the cor- the three two and a half centuries or whatever the United States uh, has been a country that there's probably more equality than there has been. Um, but I think that there's still this. It's not because of the Constitution. I, I don't know how one can make the claim or not make the claim. There's no control group. America has carried on not only for the skill or vision of history's celebrated figures, but also for the generations who have remained faithful to the ideals of our forebears and true to our founding documents on loyalty day we reflect on that proud heritage and press on in the long journey toward prosperity for all in the years since our constitution was penned and ratified americans have moved our nation forward by embracing a commitment to each other to the fundamental principles that unite us and what are those exactly uh, and to the future we share. going to say it's fundamental principles. We don't actually have to state them. We weathered the storms of civil war and segregation, of conflicts that spanned continents. We overcame threats from within and without, from the specter of fascism abroad to the bitter injustice of disenfranchisement at home. We upheld the spirit of service, the core of our democracy, and we widened the circle of opportunity not just for a privileged few, but for the ambitious many. Time and again, men and women achieved what seemed impossible by joining imagination to common purpose and necessity to courage. And they couldn't have done it without the U.S. federal government. That's right.
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. is free talk live you can bring up what you want even in these remaining moments there's enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE that is the SACL CAI toll-free line and joining you in the studio tonight it's Ian here JJ and Mark you can drop by freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there if you like the show and you want to help support free talk live you can go shopping with us you can go to shop.freetalklive.com and there you will enter into the Amazon of your choice. We have Amazons in U.S., Canada, and the U.K. You can choose the one that's right for you. And then it's your regular Amazon shopping experience with the same great, huge selection you're used to. Uh, dozens of categories, probably, I don't know, millions of products. Seems like they got a lot of stuff over there at Amazon. Even used items. I was looking, uh, they just happened to drop in and uh, see they had some old video games there. I mean, you can find all kinds of stuff at Amazon. So go to shop.freetalklive.com. Get your shopping taken care of because when you enter Amazon through those links that we provide for you, Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase price. So it's that simple. You get the stuff you're looking for and you can help Free Talk Live at the same time. So once again, go to shop.freetalklive.com. We are reading to you a proclamation by the President of the United States of America. This, according to the Office of the Press Secretary, written on what is now known as Loyalty Day. 2012, May 1st, now May 1st, is being proclaimed as Loyalty Day. Allow me to continue and pick up where we left off. Time and time again, men and women achieved what seemed impossible by joining imagination to common purpose and necessity to courage. That legacy still burns brightly, and the ideals it embodies remain a light to all the world. Except for the places where we've, uh, the U.S. government's bombed to where they don't have well, any Well, they should left. be grateful they got bombed by us. Well, they don't have any lights America. by which to be grateful, but there's that. Countless Americans demonstrate that same dedication to country today. Do, do you gentlemen have the dedication to country that it was required to have success in this land? No. Well, how can you possibly have uh, made it this far? Things are going fine. Yeah. But, don't you I believe us? in you... peace, freedom, and personal responsibility. And I don't think the government really has much to do with any of those things. Wow. But you need us. You You're need not loyal. Them. If it weren't for the government, then you would not have these opportunities. Uh-huh. Yeah. But what evidence do the, does the government have of that either? Disloyal louts. Right. Um, I mean, there's no control group. You can't say, oh, look how this organization or that place did with or without, um, you know, an over a monopolistic state. I'm not claiming that the people the people don't need government. I think people do need government. However, I don't think that the form of government that we have today uh, can be improved upon since it claims for itself a monopoly. In the same way, it was extraordinarily difficult, and many many people had to die in order to move from the por- the the, the form of government called autocracy to the form of government called democracy or republic, there it, it appears as though these same organizations are going to demand from their people the bloodshed of so many bureaucrats, government agents, and free people in order to move beyond. And I don't want that. All I want is to be able to participate in life in a peaceful fashion. 
countless Americans demonstrate that same dedication to country today. It endures in the hearts of all who put their lives on the line to defend the land that they love. When was the last time anyone did that? Well, lots of people, uh, you know, in their own minds are defending. Lots of people in the military and um, other organizations are in their own minds defending the land hey, that they love. They died for your freedom. In their mind, maybe, but in reality, they're defending the corporate uh, raiders and the government uh, agents and the bureaucrats and politicians. I'm not sure who's in whose pocket, but one of the one of them's in the other's pocket. Their actions help ensure prosperity for this generation because nothing helps prosperity more than blowing uh, m- money up, right? Like in killing people, because that. Well, hey, someone had a job to make that missile and that bomb, mister. They did, and they otherwise would have had a job doing something productive that actually created something valuable for other human beings' lives. <laughs> Instead, these bombs destroy. But to suggest that's uh, it's, uh, somehow good for anybody is absolutely ludicrous. But let me go on. This again, the proclamation. Their actions help ensure prosperity for this generation and those yet to come, and they honor the immutable truths enshrined in our nation's founding texts. On Loyalty Day, we rededicate ourselves to the common good, to the cornerstones of liberty, equality, and justice, and to the unending pursuit of a more perfect union. Rededicate yourselves to the common good. Who is it that decides what the common good is anyway? People who are better than you. People in power. In order to recognize the American spirit of loyalty and the sacrifices that have so many have made for our nation, the Congress, by Public Law 85-529, as amended, has designated May 1st of each year as Loyalty Day. On this day, let us reaffirm our allegiance to the United States of America, our Constitution, and our founding values. Now, how seriously do you think he's going to take that statement or the rest of Congress? Well, it's it's just sort of like as a, as a nation becomes more tyrannical and more despotism-type orientation, it calls on these sorts of days to happen, doesn't it? It writes laws that say, I can j- put you in jail or I can have the military arrest you and detain you without due process. And we also have Loyalty Day. And I bet if you look at the Nazi Germany thing, they had something leading up to it. They had some loyalty type I bet day you're right. in which they were all like fervor. Homeland Day. Jingoism. Yeah. Fatherland. Nationalism. They would have said. Oh, yeah. The Vaterland. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, and you can say that because you've got German heritage. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. I don't see why it matters. Now, therefore, I, Barack Obama... Written all in caps for some reason. President of the United States of America. This is the corporate personhood called Barack Obama. Do hereby proclaim May for. Well, no, the words now, therefore, and I were all in caps, and then Barack Obama. No, that's also person, person, corporate, corporate personhood, too. Uh, I do hereby proclaim May 1st, 2012, as Loyalty Day. This Loyalty Day, I call upon all the people of the United States to join in support of this national observance, whether by displaying the flag of the United States or pledging allegiance to the republic for which it stands. In witness whereof, all in caps, I have hereunto set my hand this first day of May, in the year of our Lord 2012, and of the independence of the United States of America, the 236th. There you have it. Wow. Loyalty Day. I present to you your chance to reinvigorate yourself with the love of the nation. Toga, toga, toga. So you guys aren't moved? No. 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 I just think it's a terrible idea. But, you know, nobody was hurt in the passing of this law, so whatever. 
Certainly, they could have spent their time doing other things. That's uh, that's I do for think sure. It's, it's part of the mysticism, part of the brainwashing, part of the oh, I'd agree. The nationalistic sort of cloud your cloud your vision with these these wonderful flag waving thoughts while we bomb people into obliteration. Right. It's it's definitely plays into all of that, and it plays into this mindset that we're better than the rest of the world. This oh, is yeah. this country's special, and uh, and so we want you to make sure that you remember why. It's because of your government. It's us. We made this country great. Not you. Not you, the you little people out us. there. Right. Not not the fact that you are out there creating products and services each day that people voluntarily choose to purchase from you and make their lives better. No, that's not why it's great. Yeah, I've kind of acknowledged you a little bit in here, but it's because we're here is why you can do those things. And I'm sure our guest at the beginning of the program, Sam Cedar from Majority Report, would have agreed. I mean, he would agree that uh, he would say something like, you know, this is the price that we pay, having this government going around. Around killing people around the world is the price we pay for society. It's the price we pay to have, you know, relative calm in the streets. Listen, Ian, we need to have police that occasionally, occasionally murder the wrong person or violate rights. But listen, they protect you. Listen, it's the price you, you pay. need them because they're going to keep you safe, except when they kill you. But they're going to keep you safe. You know, you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Yeah. Right? And and I'm sure that uh, that's really persuasive to the sisters and the uh, parents of the people that those police have killed. You know, you could just tell them, well, don't worry. Your son, Johnny, he, you know, he had to die at the hands of those police because every now and then you got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. And yeah, our police are going to make a few mistakes. But hey, this is the greatest country in the world. Yeah. Here's a ticket for some carnival ride well i think that the easiest thing to prevent these uh, unnecessary deaths that go along is probably the ending of the drug war and the forty thousand uh raids that go on around this country these uh home invasions perpetrated by the police in the the, the form of these uh, drug no-knock drug rig i just i don't think mark's in the spirit of liber- of this loyalty day because listen the drug war is an important american icon yeah it's, well and, and it's enforced on the rest of the world right i mean if, if america didn't uh, export its drug war, then so many countries have, would have changed their policies, but they're they're forced to go by what the United States says that they're going to go by. So there you go. Thanks to Public Law 85-529, and I'm sure you've read 85, 528, 527, 26, 25, 4, and an end below that, right? You're, we're all aware of what those are. No, I have no idea. No. Not the foggiest inclination. Well, you just don't love your country enough. You need not. to be you need to be more loyal and go and sit down tonight, Mark, when you forget all this work and stuff <laughs> and enjoying time with your uh, your friends or family or your son. You need to be sitting down and opening up the tomes mm-hmm. of presidential proclamations because Amen. this is important stuff here. Amen, brother. This is our country we're talking about. If my son isn't asleep right now, there's going to be big trouble. <laughs> See you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You can just read him some laws. So go right to sleep. <laughs> Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. Call it democracy. Raja Mojo. Everybody knows the game is rigged. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich.
Boner Songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.